Hey everyone, I'm Robert Ring. Welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. That was Alone in the Chaos with our intro music. And today's date is December 18th of the year 2014. Jay, Blake, you're my co-hosts. Are you doing good or bad? Sick. Bad. Bad, Blake. A uh, little of both, really. A little bit of both. Yeah. How's the Sorry. streaming? Uh, it's been fun. Have you been creating su- interesting sub goals? Well, stream um, I got a huge sub bomb of like twenty or thirty people the other day. Oh shit! It was crazy. There's this guy I know. He's been talking for a while about how he's got this big plan. He's got this big surprise for me, and he finally rolled it out today. And or not today, it was a couple days ago, and it was him and a bunch of the people from his community subbing to my channel, and that was a lot of people. It was huge. He's been building up this big surprise and just holding it in, and then he finally just released it on you. I feel terrible because I have a stomach bug. I'm sorry, and it sucks. But right now it's, go, it's going off. It's going like in and out. And right right now I'm I'm on like an upswing right now. So so hopefully I'll be able to last through at least the podcast. But we got a lot of stuff to cover this time. I don't know if you guys News? know that, but we do. Yeah, uh, a lot of new, like just a lot of things in general. We have okay. three top threes that we're doing. I hope I didn't just scare off most of our listeners. <laughs> and we have a shitload of news. So, um, any cool stories before we go into news? Nope. Uh, no. All right, then. Uh, I do want to talk about the Game Awards. But oh. let's save those for the end. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah, let's try to get through this a little fast since we've got three top three lists to get through. Yeah, we're going to get. Yeah, let's go. So, All right. News. News. Ready? Are you ready? Yep. Are you ready? Yeah. News. Uh, rest in peace, Ralph Bear. Sadly. Oh yeah. Which Ralph was Bear. That? Ralph Bear is uh credited sort of with like being the first guy to think of the concept of video games. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he uh he he was basically kind of like the first person who thought, okay, we can do something like to to make an interactive game on this television screen. And so uh, he passed away. I believe it was December 6th. So that's kind of sad. Um, more happy news, however. Thimbleweed Park. You guys familiar with Thimbleweed Park? Yeah, you I remember be. you talking about that. Yeah, you remember? You remember? <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a big deal around here. <laughs> it was kind of a big deal. I freaked out about it for two weeks straight. And, uh, of course, interviewed Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick, and that was awesome as well. Uh, that Kickstarter ended... Actually, like ten hours ago. Oh, who won the bet? What was the bet? Oh, I we had I don't remember the specifics, but yeah, we had amounts, but we didn't specify anything. I won the bet. Why? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> so their goal was three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. If you haven't heard of this Thimbleweed Park, it's made by the guys who made uh, Monkey Island, Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle, a lot of those classic point-and-click adventure games. They're making a what they're calling a new classic point-and-click adventure. It uses the old interface that all those games used. Uh, similar graphics, like pixel graphics, pixel art stuff. Uh, they're making So it's called Thimbleweed Park. Their goal to make the game was $375,000. They reached that in the first week. Uh, then they had stretch goals going up to... Uh, so their stretch goals... Went to uh, 425, 425,000 was the first one. That was for translations. Uh, $425,001 was to have uh, the actor who did the German voiceover for the German version of 
Monkey Island to do the German version of this game. 525,000, there will be voice acting. And 625,000, uh, it'll be released on iOS and Android. They finished up with a grand total of $626,000. Holy shit. $250. Just made it over that iOS Android hump at $625. Uh, yep. I pretty crazy. Sh- it is pretty crazy. I wasn't sure. We talked about this briefly. I wasn't sure if they were going to make that one. I kind of felt confident that they would make all the others. Yeah, well, I think the contention we were having, what I remember, is that we were talking about if they would make uh, – if they were going to make it to the voice acting. And even that, we were all pretty much like, I don't know. I could see that happening maybe. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly what the bet was. Well – Quote bet anyway. To clarify one thing, they actually uh, – uh, about a week or two ago, they switched the order of the voice acting and the iOS Android stretch goals. Oh, okay. So okay. yeah, so iOS Android was was previously 525 and voice acting was 625. And what they basically said was they kind of had a lot more interest in voice acting than in the mobile versions of the game, so they just flipped those. Okay. All right, I'm that's surprised. what I was thinking. I was like. I swear the voice acting was the 600,000 goal. Weird. Yep. You're right. You get a A plus for paying attention. Yeah. Nice. Go me. What? All right. Cool. Jay gets an F. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm excited, of course. Um, it's Again, this game is due out in June of 2016. That's what they're aiming for. If you want to hear more about it, listen to uh, episode 26 of the podcast where, again, I interviewed Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick. That was tons of fun. Um, next one, Dragon Quest 3 is out on iOS and Android. Eh? Robert. Yes. Can you pop? My computer froze. I need to restart. I'll be back in like 30 seconds. I'm okay. sorry, I don't know what happened. I'll be back. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> So anyway, not incredibly exciting, but still kind of cool if you're a fan of the Dragon Quest. We'll get this one out of the way since it's not that interesting while we wait on Jay. Uh, the, uh, uh, about a month or two ago, they released like Dragon Quest 1, 2, 4, and 8 or something really random like that. And so now 3 is out. How do you feel about that, Blake? Um, I was actually somewhat interested in buying it, funny enough. The third one? Yeah. Cool. I, I've never gotten a chance to play it. It has a class-based system. Uh, the updated graphics look pretty interesting. Uh, it doesn't look like it's a bad graphical update from what I remember compared to some of the updates that we've seen for, say, Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked it, and I may buy it at some point. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. I like that there's a lot of ports like this in an official capacity instead of people having to go out and get emulators for their Androids and then downloading weird ROMs for it and everything. It's nice to see them ported to not just a different console, but a completely different device from like we've seen ports of Chrono Trigger and the old Final Fantasies over to new consoles. We've seen remakes, quote, remasters, stuff like Final Fantasy X, just porting it from PS2 to PS3 or uh, from Super Nintendo to PlayStation. And this, the reason I like this is that it's a different hey. environment. Uh-huh. Welcome back, Jay. Yeah, sorry about that. Everything froze except for my Skype, which, like, yeah. 
No that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. We're all friends. Cool. I'm so white, dude. <laughs> hey, Blake, cool, as man. you were saying, we're talking about Dragon Quest Three. And then, plus for me, like, Dragon Quest Three is a game that I have never gotten a chance to really play. So that's why I'm interested in that one. Awesome. Well, speaking of games being ported to uh, more modern devices and consoles and that kind of stuff, did you guys see this uh, the Square Enix press conference? Um, uh, the one about Final Fantasy VII? Mm-hmm. The troll? Yeah. <laughs> they got everybody with that one. Oh, my God. It, they do it all the time, too. I know. Yeah, so yeah, annoying. yeah. Didn't they do that when PS3 3 came out? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, Square Enix held a press conference. Uh, and was this at the end of it, or was this kind of in the middle? Do you, do you think I don't know. Was? I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw the, the highlights. So yeah, they I saw had, all the announcements. Uh, so who was the guy? Do we even know who it was talking about? All Sony fuckface. I honestly don't know his name. But the guy trolled everybody. <laughs> anyway, he came out, and he was. they were talking about, like, you know, what's coming up and PS4 and all that kind of stuff. And on all the screens behind him, it had, all of a sudden, they came out with the huge Final Fantasy VII logo. And he was talking about how it's, like, you know, the most, you know, the classic of all RPGs and that kind of stuff. And it's about time that we... Reveal that we released this game for a new generation, or something along those lines. And everybody in the crowd is, of course, whoop! Whooping and hollering and shit. Uh-huh. Oh, and, then, <laughs> and then they start showing videos on the screen, and it's the original Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. And they show footage of that for like two minutes, and then it like goes back to the crowd, and everybody's just kind of like <laughs> looking. Everyone like, had pulled out their pitchforks, <laughs> their machetes, yep. their rocket launchers. They were Somebody's ready gonna to die kill. tonight. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> there were like riots erupted tonight. Yeah, uh, there were like twelve people clapping when it was over with. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, said, "And now we're gonna have it on PlayStation Four." But it's and it's the funny part is it's not even a port of the original version. It's a port of the PC version. Yep. <laughs> so oh, no, no remastered Final Fantasy VII. Still, they're just putting it out on PlayStation Four now. If you want to buy it there, feel free to go ahead and buy it whenever they release it. But it's not going to be anything special beyond just regular Final Fantasy VII, which is still a good game. Which is still a good game. Very good game. Um, another very good classic RPG was just released on PlayStation Network. Do either guys, either of you guys know what it is? It was Suikoden 2, wasn't it? Yeah, or exactly. First, it was 1 and 2, right? It was, it was 2. The, the first one's already okay. out on there. It was out, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Suikoden 2 came out on December 6th. That's a very famous RPG, uh, you know, classic JRPG as well. So check that out if you're, uh... If you never got a chance to play that and you're like me, maybe you played the third one or whatever. It's a really it, from all all accounts that I've heard is that it is an amazing game. I have yet to play it myself, but I I will hope to play it uh, in the in the coming year probably. Um from my experience, I've played 1, 2 and 3. I have 4 and 5. I've only played like 2 hours of 5. 2 is by far the best of the series. It's uh, I'm not a big fan of 3 and I thought 1 was okay. 
but two is like just a really good game overall. I think you'll like it a lot. Cool. Yeah, that's that's basically falls in line with everything I've heard. So uh, I'm really excited to eventually try it out. Um, right now, and I believe until the end of the month. So act on this quick if you're just now listening to the podcast. Um, SimCity 2000 is free on Origin. So you can that get it. That is a really fun game. Yeah, it's a really good game. Uh, I mean, it's not just it, it's it, you get it for free now and you can play it forever, but it's only you can only get it free for the end of the month. And if you did, if you want to get through Origin, what do you have to do, Robert? Come on, download Origin. Yeah, know. and you have to run Origin <laughs> just like what? Just like, uh, well, yeah, you have to run Origin just ooh, like Steam. Oh, see, that's a that's a deal breaker right there. They should pay me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's the downside. So you do have to get it through Origin, yep, uh, which, which which a lot of people aren't going to like. But you know, whatever. If you don't want to download it, guess what? You're a bad so, advertiser, Robert. You don't have to if you don't want to, and I respect that decision. I already own it on GOG, so I didn't need to uh, get it anyways. But I have bought. I have not bought. I have uh, downloaded a few of those. They do. Yeah, so they do I. these games once a month. You have to. Uh huh. But then I uh, installed it. <laughs> yeah, so I've downloaded a few of these as well. I think I got like The Sims 2, and there was another one recently, but uh, that'll be until the end of December. Uh, King's Quest 5. No, not King's Quest 5. King's Quest, the new one. Uh, did any I'm of you guys excited about that. Did any of you guys see this? See the yeah. footage for this game? It actually, I didn't see the footage. I saw that they're doing it, though. I watched the announcement when it happened. That was, like, the one thing I caught at the Video Game Awards. Yeah, so this was... Uh, they, they released... Th- this was the first time they had released any footage for the game, for the new King's Quest that's being made. They uh, showed some footage of it uh, at the Video Game Awards, and I actually think it looks kind of sick. I mean, it looked really cool to me. It's a good what, series. What were you guys' take on it? Oh, Blake, you're, I, I, Jay, you didn't see it, did you? Or did you? Nope. Blake, what'd you I think? Saw it, you know, so. um, I, I thought that, uh, graphically it looked fine, and I knew that you would be excited. Like uh, For me, I don't have much attachment to it. I didn't grow up playing the King's Quest games or anything, but it's a really great opportunity for that genre and for the fans of that genre. Yeah, um, I'll say that... I, I, while I am, of course, a huge point-and-click uh, fan, I only played King's Quest V growing up. That was the only one that I played, and uh, I didn't absolutely love it. I really liked it. It was an incredibly hard game. Uh, as you know, if you've listened to episode probably, I don't know, 24 or 25, I, play, I replayed it recently and, and could... It was... There, were, there are many serious problems with the game. Uh, it does not... It did not age well whatsoever, Really? Yeah. Um, but the King's Quest series did a lot for video games and for uh, and for point-and-click games in general. So uh, so I've got a spot in my heart for King's Quest V, but I don't have a ton of experience, and the experience I do have has not necessarily been all positive. But uh, the game that, that they showed at the Video Game Awards I thought looked really cool. I thought the I really liked the art style. The only thing that I'm kind of questioning at this point is it really did not look like a point-and-click adventure from the from what they showed. Um, but it's hard to tell if what they were showing was just cutscenes or you know or what. But uh, it didn't look like 
You could tell that it had elements of the King's Quest games. It didn't look like it played like a King's Quest game. But, of course, we'll find out. We, we only have limited information to go on at this point. Uh, the Grim Fandango remastered trailer came out, and uh, it looks pretty cool. That's about all I have to say about that one. Okay, is that okay? Yeah, I think that's fine. Basically, it's the same game. They didn't do anything fancy with the graphics. They just kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Uh, finally, my uh, the, the best news. The best news that I've heard since I heard that TIE Fighter was now available on GOG. Oh, God. Is that no they announced problem. Day of the Tentacle Special Edition. I actually don't know what that is. You do or you don't? I do not. Why'd you get so quiet? You're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to come up with some way to respond to what you just said. Well, why don't you send me a link so I can see? Okay, I'll do that. How about that? Dick four. Uh... Here's the here's the the news for it. So uh, it look from from the sound of it is this is going to be like a, so so Day of the Tentacle is is another just like tons of point and click news today is another classic point and click adventure game. This is one of the best point and clicks that uh, that LucasArts made. It was a follow up to Maniac Mansion uh, years on down the road, and it was just a fun, crazy, like goofy, funny, awesome game. So you're and, surprised that I didn't know what a point which what a point click was. <laughs> like what? No, I'm just mad. I'm not surprised. Uh, okay. Anyway, I mean, if your taste is different than mine, then I don't like you very much. Is basically. Wow, you're the worst kind of person. <laughs> uh, so they announced uh, Double Fine is doing this. They announced it uh, recently, and I'm fucking stoked. This was one of the games that I was hoping would be coming out when uh, Gog said that they were going to have, uh, you know, some more of the old LucasArts games coming. They didn't say whether this is one of those that's going to be out on Gog. It is going to be on Steam. Uh, they, we don't know if it's going to be out on Gog as well, but uh, either way, I'm fucking excited. This is an awesome game. Oh, and you know, there is one more thing. Speaking of Steam, the Steam uh, Winter Sale just started. You guys bought anything yet? Da, da, I'm gonna turn uh, my webcam so you can see my face. <laughs> <laughs> I have not bought anything yet, but I'm gonna keep my eyes on things. I mean, it's going for almost a friggin' month. I will actually. Well, I guess it's about half a month. Yeah. I I've lost track of the days recently. It still feels like the 11th to me, but it's the 18th. So it's gone going on for about half a month. Um, I've got until the second. I'm keeping my eye on a few things on my wish list. Uh, the big one that I'm probably going to buy today. Jay, just just cover your ears now. <laughs> oh, not Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it's Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> is there is there no other game for sale? Is that why? <laughs> the only game for sale? None that I actually want. Like I, this just came out today. I think this was the announcement. Yeah. Like it wasn't even listed on Steam until today. It's actually out now, and this was its celebration release. It's on sale for the daily deal, 33% off. Um, I'm gonna pick, I wanna pick this up. This is technically the prequel to Metal Gear Solid 5, the real Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, and then from there, they're gonna have the main release come up sometime down the line, whenever that happens. Yep. 
I would I would have picked it up except for I'm just gonna wait and get the uh the PS3 version of it whenever once I yeah. finish three uh, once once I play through three and four again because uh, for me those those are like you know those those any kind of like game basically any game series like once I start it on one platform it kind of like I I have a hard time it feels weird to play it on a different platform so those are like PlayStation games to me. Or console games at the least, so I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that on PS3. I do want to say one really cool thing about this sale that I love that they've implemented is uh, they have on the front page of the store. If you scroll down, there's a section that says "From My Wish List," and it shows the games on your wish list. Oh yeah, uh, and if they're on sale or not, which is awesome. I'm gonna be checking that constantly. I saw that too. That is pretty cool. Um. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of waiting. There are a few that are on my wish list. I'm kind of, the main one that I'm waiting for is uh, Saints Row 4. I think I'm going to go ahead and. I've been seeing you play a lot of Saints Row 3. Yeah, I've been playing it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's so much fun. Um, so Saints Row 4 is kind of the one I'm looking for. I'm I mean it's I I don't think I've since that game has been out or at least like since like you know a few months after it was out I don't think I've seen a Steam sale where there where that game was not on sale. So. I'll, I will likely be picking that up sometime in the next uh, couple weeks. And I believe that's it for news. Day the Tentacle. Okay. Games? Video games. That, now, Robert, I do want to preface this by saying I swear to God if you talk for 20 minutes. <laughs> I've already talked with Blake on this one. I already did. <laughs> the only reason I say that is because we already have so much content to get through on this one. That I I want to try and get it going at a good pace. Yeah, I was get actually quickly. I was actually thinking earlier that I don't have a ton to say about my game this time. Good. Wow. So good. it'll like only be twenty minutes. <laughs> Funny enough, I have, I'm the exact opposite. I normally don't have much to say. I have a lot to say this time. All right. Then. So you might have ten minutes for once. Okay. <laughs> I might eat the pizza. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? Blake. Sure. Okay. All right, just to get this moving along, let's do this. Um, All right, so I've been wrapping up Majora's Mask. It's been going on for far too long. Uh, I'm tired of talking about it every couple playthroughs. Is that why? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I bordered on the solid snake voice, but then it went a little bit more ghastly. Not funny. Not even remotely funny. (laughs) All right, so finally Majora's Mask. I'm wrapping it up here. In summary, a lot of the same things I've been saying this whole time are true. It does some very different things uh, from the normal Zeldas. A lot of it feels somewhat combat-oriented. I like what they tried to do with changing some of the typical puzzle elements because you get these different masks and you have to use them in different ways to solve new kind of un seen before puzzles for the Zelda universe. And in the same way, they also use that to introduce some new combat mechanics. Uh, like with the Goron, you've got uh, you've got this big fire punch that deals twice your normal sword attack damage and all this. You've got this roll attack as the Deku. You've got an attack that basically just acts like a slingshot or the bow and arrow. Um... The Zora, you do all this swimming stuff, which I hate the swimming mechanic. Yeah, I'm not yeah me too. T- the, the, the swimming mechanic on its own is bad, but then you add in the wonky, goofy 3D Zelda, early 3D Zelda camera, 
and it just makes it awful. <laughs> yeah, I can see uh, that. Overall, I thought that that was a uh, the idea of having like because they introduce these masks and you use them for different puzzles. And they kind of do different things with them, sort of, but there's still sort of parallels. I like that idea. I like that attempt. Overall, I hate the time mechanic of the game, though. I cannot stand it. It feels so strange in a Zelda game, and I've never been able to get over that. Uh, and this time around was no different for me. It wasn't as bad as I expected, but for me... It's still just not what I want out of a Zelda game. It feels like they focus, like, especially the shortness of it. There are three main dungeons in the game. You don't really have to do much else. And for me, that doesn't feel right. Yeah, but there's a shit ton of side stuff to do, though. There's all that side stuff, but eh, it's all based around that time mechanic. Is it optional? Uh, Yeah, you can go to last boss, but it makes it a lot easier the more you do. Yeah. You get a super duper mask that helps you beat the last boss. Yeah. Okay. But th- those side stories are actually what makes this game so good, by the way. Like the stories it's, in them and stuff is really cool. And that's the thing. That's like that's not what I want out of. Uh... I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would like that stuff more if it weren't for the. Oh, you have to be here on this day at this time and talk to this person to move on with this quest and all this stuff. And like the time travel stuff again. I talked about it before. It still feels really, really, really awkward. Um, because I think I tried to test this out a little bit. I cleared the first dungeon and I got the boss's remains and then I rewound time and I went back there again and the dungeon still counts as cleared. Yeah. And you still have like all you the You go straight to the last boss. It, well, yeah, they put that teleporter at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but you keep the remains, right? Yes. Yeah. So you okay. can go straight to the last boss if you wanted to. In yeah. The dungeon. Which, I mean... It's cool that they let you refight the boss. <laughs> well, you have to do it for certain things. That's why. Okay, for certain side quests. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. That I didn't know about. Um, well, you know. Yeah, and then the other time travel. <laughs> you love part, the game I, now. <laughs> He's no. like, well, I, I take it all back. I want to marry this game. <laughs> I'm gonna go replay it every week I'll, now. I'll replay it right next now. year. I'm not gonna talk about RPGs. It's just gonna be Majora's Mask have every to week. Title the podcast. <laughs> Majora's Mask all day, every day. Um, what was I trying? Oh, oh, the other time mechanic thing that bothered the crap out of me is depositing your money into oh, the yeah. bank, and then you rewind time, and your money is still there. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't go why that bothers you. That's what I get. Why does that bother you so much? Because it doesn't make sense from a time standpoint. It doesn't. That's true. It's, Unless it's the, just she's bothers magician. the crap out of me. Why like, does it bother you so much time that Steam has and... pop up ads? Because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> Oh, and there the, you go. Get to play a game. There you go. No, I think that's what Blake's answer would be. Um, yeah, just the the time travel stuff in the game doesn't really make sense a lot of the time, and it it bothers me because it seems like they don't even try to have it make any sense. They're just like, hey, whatever. There's a time mechanic, and the only thing that it determines is when you can talk to certain people and if you have to go back to start and begin again. I think you should watch Harry Potter. I hate the. I hate it. I hate it. I've watched them. And I was I kidding, hate but damn, I'm really sad now. <laughs> the time no, mechanic like... in the movie. You should watch and... Mushi. Or no, what's it called? Uh... Oh, never mind. Steins Gate. <laughs> yeah. That is a good time. Good time mechanic. Um, yeah. Overall, Majora's Mask. It had some things in it that I actually did like, 
Uh, but I would have liked it a lot better in a non-Zelda game. Who's eating a candy bar? <laughs> that would be Jay. Okay. It feel in in closing, I guess I'd like to say that it feels like they took the Ocarina of Time engine and just made a non-Zelda game out of it. it. I it's got the sound, it's got the same camera mechanics and everything, but aside from that, it doesn't feel like Zelda for me. Do pe- are there other people in general? I mean, like I know there are other people who don't like the game but is this a game that has less of a huge like unanimous love for it as opposed to like the ocarina ocarina of time and anything that came before it or is i don't your... know lately it seems like it has an even bigger fan base okay uh it's it's gotten a very vocal fan base in the last five years there are tons of people that are absolutely in love with Majora's Mask. I actually talked about the game with a few people in my chat because I'd been playing it and I mentioned it. I brought it up in my stream and they said that uh, Majora's Mask was the first Zelda that they played. Me too. Oh, weird. The first 64 Zelda. Okay. Mm-hmm. For them, I think it was the first they had played, period. And I was oh, like, okay. huh, that kind of explains it. But the funny thing is, and I know you're going to hate me for saying this, is I played Majora's Mask first, and then I played Ocarina of Time, and I still like Majora's Mask more. Well, yeah. hate me for saying Okay. A lot of people, like, it, it's just, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't have the same feel to it that something like Ocarina of Time does. They feel like completely different games, and they're going to appeal to different people. Um, for me, I was a much bigger fan of Ocarina of Time, and the kind of uh, traits that that game had, as opposed to what Majora's Mask does. All right, then. Uh, I was about to ask something, but I don't remember what. You're going <laughs> to ask if Solid Snake was in Majora's Mask. Oh, was he? Is he in that? <laughs> you actually get a bandana, and it gives you infinite <laughs> oh, arrows. All right, infinite arrows. <laughs> can, can you say something Majora's Mask-related in the Solid Snake voice? <sighs> I... <laughs> Why am I here? All I can think of is a moon, and then I just go straight into Star Wars instead, so <laughs> I can't. All right, that's good. Did you all see... Oh, this was what I was going to ask. Did either of you all see the uh, footage for the new Zelda that they showed at the Game Awards? No, yes, I did. Yeah, I actually and thought... It, cool. it looks good. What's it called? Uh, just right now, it's just called Zelda U. Oh, okay. Uh, it looks, what they're doing is they want to try to make an open world Zelda game, and I what? like the concept of that, if it gets done well. Yeah, I was going to say, otherwise just stick to what works, please. Yeah. That's my only concern. Uh, yeah, I thought it looked pretty cool, too. There's a lot of good games coming out next year, then. The new Final Fantasy looks fantastic, too. Just, oh, cannot wait. I'm not going to let myself get tra- sidetracked about that too much. We'll see. Yeah, um, I know. That's how I'm like. I want to. I don't want to hold my breath, but like, it's exciting to see that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'll say that I, from what I've seen of it, I, it's I think it's better than thirteen. That I will say. See, I I, have, I, I haven't finished thirteen, I so I, I don't want to comment on it until I beat it. Okay. That's how I feel about thirteen, because like obviously, like I, I played a good portion of it and I didn't like it, but I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna give it a try soon. Um, All right, who's up next? Let's do. Uh, Robert, did you like your game? Yes. 
Okay, well, let's end with you. Let's do J next. Okay. Well, I got my fireball. Let's hear it. All right, so. Do it up. We're all behind you. I, uh, I learned something this week. So, you know, like, the, those games you play when you're a kid, and you're like, man, that game was fantastic. And then, like, now we're looking back, we're like, yeah, that game was really good. Kind of like Gauntlet. Like, I was like, oh, this game was really good. Uh-huh. And then you play it again, you're like, what the fuck was I on? Like, what, what did I was see I... in this game? <laughs> mm-hmm. So this one was Jurassic Park for Sega Genesis. Oh, no shit! <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> bad. Like, so, yeah. That was on your top three licenses. It was. Last Not anymore. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so pretty much the, the premise of the game, if you don't know, is Sega Genesis, uh, Jurassic Park came out. And uh, it came out pretty quick after the movie did. And at the beginning of the game, you can choose to play as Grant or you can play as a Velociraptor and then play through the game. Uh, the Velociraptor is pretty cool. You have some pretty basic mechanics. You can jump super high. Um, and you just kind of like kill people. You kill some dinosaurs and you get through levels. Raptor is pretty cool. It's like, oh, this is pretty fun. It's pretty easy. Like for the most part, you don't really have any trouble. Plus you're a raptor. Because you're a raptor, right? But then you get to the third level. Here's the fun part. So you have three lives, no continues. So after you die, it's over, right? So third level, you start in the sewers. Now I'm going to show you guys in with my hands how ridiculous this is. So you start at level one, the lowest level, right? Video. Oh, you don't? Okay, well, it doesn't matter. So just imagine sewer pipes, right? So you're going down a sewer pipe. Um, you're going right. And by the way, it's, it's a side scroller. So you, you have, uh, you know, obviously it's going left and right. And so you go right. Okay, thanks for explaining. Thanks, Jackass. Uh, and then there's a gap and then there's more sewers on the other side and now the sewers are stacked on top of each other there's like four on each side right and so you're like do you mean like little pipes like big ass pipes that the the velociraptor can fit through so there's like four stacked on each side and there's a break in the middle and if you fall you die okay not a big deal right so you're like okay well if i jump the gap i'll probably make it to the first one right nope you make it to the second one hold on a sec i gotta clean my nose Anyways, so you make it to the second one. You're like, okay, that's not that big a deal. At least I made it to the other side, right? Well, then you go in the tube, and you're like, this is a dead end. There's nothing here. So then you look to the left, and you can't go anywhere because there's a dead end. So you're like, I have to land in the pipe below me, right? So you try and drop down. Nope, you fall and die. Like, okay. So you spawn again. You walk to the edge of the pipe, and you try and time it so that you land in the first pipe, not the second one. Nope, you fall and die. Nope, you fall and die. And I did this about 14 times before I landed once. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. It is so stupid. It's like you have to press it just the right amount in order to make this jump. And that's not even the worst part of the level. It just gets worse. Like there's just more and more progressive bullshit where you have to make these ridiculous jumps. And the, the mechanic of the jump is so hard to gauge that you end up hitting the roof and just falling and dying over and over and over again. And I, I did that so many times and I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go play this Grant. And I was like, yeah, Grant's the best. Grant's the worst. <laughs> so, <laughs> as Grant, you don't actually kill the dinosaurs. You ha- you put them to sleep with grenades and darts and stuff like that, and you can kill a couple dinosaurs along the way. Um, so the game starts out, and your car crashes, or your Jeep, or whatever, and there's a Triceratops in front of you. So, I'm like, how do I get around him without taking any damage? Otherwise, he just bucks you over his head, and you lose, like, a third of your health or something. So it's like, not you want to try and figure it out. So I'm like, okay, so I pull up my dart gun, and I shoot the shit out of him. Well, no, it's a Triceratops. He has that big-ass plate on his face, and the dinosaur's facing you, so he's not going to point his ass at you for some reason. So I'm like, okay. So then I, like, try to electrocute him. I get mauled again. You have to use a smoke grenade. I'm like, okay, well, this is the very, very beginning of the game. This is, like, literally, they don't even tell you anything. 
You literally just have to throw a grenade at it, put it to sleep, or you just take the damage. All right, it's not that big a deal. So then you proceed through the level. There's some pterodactyls that hurt you and whatever. And then you get to, like, this ancient ruins type area. And there's... Just like Jurassic Park. Just like Jurassic Park, right. And you kind of, like, slide down this branch. And if you go to the bottom, you die. But you can jump off at any point. But each point brings you to a different area in the ruins, which doesn't tell you anywhere where to go. You could literally go jump on any of them and just start walking and end up in a corner over and over and over until you find out where the, the actual areas you're supposed to go to. So I'm like, okay, well, that level was stupid. Once I figured it out, then the next time it was really easy, not a big deal. Second level wasn't too bad. There was some, there's some buggy mechanics. You have to, uh, you have to gla- grab onto this rope and climb across it, but it doesn't tell you how to grab the rope. And I still honestly haven't figured out how to do it exactly. I just kind of push a bunch of buttons and then hold them and hope that it works, and it does usually. And I'm like, okay, like that's, that's not a big deal. So that level I got through, and there's a T-Rex at the end, which was really cool, which actually scared the crap out of me as a kid because you're walking along, and then you see the bricks crack, and then the T-Rex's head pokes through. But it doesn't tell you how to get around him. There's no like obvious answer other than to shoot him. So you shoot him, and then he's stunned for a couple seconds. But there's no animation to show that he's stunned. You just have to know that he's stunned. Nice. <laughs> so you just shoot him, and then you run past him, and you have to flip these switches. Now, sw- switches don't tell you anything. They're just kind of, some of them are up, some of them are down. Well, you just have to flip them all once. Okay, <laughs> sure. So then you clear that, and you finish the level. Level three, and this is where I quit playing. This is where I stopped playing. You're on a raft, all right? So Sounds let's good. start with the basic mechanics of this. You're on a raft. You can't jump with the raft. You can jump, but you jump out of the raft and just around and die. Now, here's the fun part. The water is about two inches deep. And by two inches, I mean... <laughs> In Grant's world, it's probably about the width of his shoe. <laughs> and if you jump in the water, you drown. And it's funny because his body's about, like, really long, but the water's, like, a width of your thumbnail or something. Like, it's so thin. And it's like, okay, well, I, I, I guess that's a thing, sure. It's not that big a deal. So then you start going down this – you're going down a river, essentially, but it's a retarded river that makes absolutely no sense in physics. And – there's waterfalls, but apparently you're supposed to accelerate past the waterfalls, otherwise you just go down the waterfalls and die. Right. Okay, I, I guess, sure. But when you accelerate, you use gas, right? And you have a limited amount of gas, and you know this. You know how much gas you have based on the fact that there is no meter or no indication of how much gas you have whatsoever. <laughs> so think about that. The you have hell? to collect gas throughout this level, but they don't tell you how much gas you have. But you know when you're out because you can't go anywhere. Wow. And there's just absolutely no indication. There is no indication whatsoever. Nothing. So you you, you pick up gas along the way. Sure, whatever. There's dinosaurs in the way, obviously. But then comes the fun parts. There are like three different paths. And imagine this. Understand this. You have three lives. No continues. So if you die at all or three times, you're done. This level took me about maybe like 30 tries to figure out the right path. There's so many wrong ways you can go and only one right way to so go. So you just automatically die if you go the wrong way? Oh, yeah, you just fall. The raft just falls and you <laughs> die or you land in spikes. Or if you fall more than like four feet, he dies from the fall. Yeah, it's complete bullshit. So the funny part is at the end, my girlfriend was actually watching me play. She's actually helping me. I couldn't figure out where to go. I legit could. I tried going one way. I tried going another way. I tried going back the other way. There's only two ways to go. I tried both of them. I had to end up bugging the raft out. I had to jump out of the raft and land in it again after in midair to fix it because otherwise you would just fall and die for some what reason. The? Yeah, 
it was so fucking stupid. The other way, you would just fall on spikes, and you can't avoid the spikes. And if you are out of the raft, then the raft gets stuck on the spikes. So I was like, okay, well, I, I guess this is a thing. So then you get to the end of it, and there's a bunch of brontosaurus in the water, which is whatever. You just shoot them, and they go underwater, and then you pass them. This is where I stopped playing. Ready for this? You get out of the raft onto land. You're like, finally, I'm done. A triceratops charges at you, punts you 60 <laughs> feet back into the water, and you die. <laughs> yeah. And that was the extent of me playing before I fucking stopped playing. And uh, so, yeah, um, fun parts about the game. The guns are pretty cool. The mechanics, whatever. There's a bunch of different types of guns. There's grenades. Um, the dinosaurs are pretty cool. It's kind of scary at times, but the mechanics were so fucking bad. That river level. I was showing my friends, like, I had a bunch of people over one night, and I was like, hey, you have to see how fucking stupid this game is. And then, like, I loaded it up, and I'm like, watch this. And I jumped in the water. He's like, is there even water there? And I, like, I showed him. There's, like, a thin blue line and then a whole bunch of rocks below it. And he's like, you drowned in one inch of water. Like, it, it's just so bad. And it's very difficult, very frustrating. And sometimes your character doesn't react when you hit certain buttons, too. It's just, it doesn't recognize it. And it's like, oh, my God. I wanted to kill myself. Like, I tried really hard to get as far as I could in this game. Like, I played multiple times. I did so many things right. And I, I kept getting to the third level. And then I got to the very end, and I was just like, fuck this game. Oh my god. Holy shit. That sounds like shit. It was dog shit. <laughs> it is, I'm gonna say it now, it was the worst game that I played this year. Really? That sounds almost fun. Like, I almost wish I had kind of, I almost kind of wish I had played it. You should try it. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I might not. Uh, sound effects are pretty cool. Music was alright. Um, graphics were whatever. It's Sega. Didn't they make a movie based on this game? They did. Was it any good? Uh, I think it was alright. <laughs> Better than the Salt Snake movie. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, Sick Burn. That was a Sick Burn. They were supposed to be a Metal Gear Solid movie. Oh my god, why do I talk? But that never happened. But yeah, that was my extent of uh, the shittiest game that I played this year. I'm sorry if anybody <laughs> awesome. really enjoyed that game. I'm sorry if I just ruined something really magical for everybody. But uh, I'm going to stop talking here about games. Gaming podcast. Well, it's funny because like, I've talked about so many games now where I'm like, yeah, this game was fantastic. I'm going to stop doing that, and I'm going to play them before <laughs> I talk from now on because that one, holy shit. I, you know, I, can, I also liked this game when I was younger, but yeah. this is one of those games that where I can really easily see that it – I can really un- easily understand uh, that it, it not being as good as I remembered. But, like, I at least thought the basic mechanics of the game, because, like, I remember as a kid, I was like, yeah, you're running around as Grant, and you're shooting dinosaurs, and it's really fun and kind of cool. But then, like, I was playing it, and I'm like, that is not at all true. You are not shooting dinosaurs. For the most part, you're avoiding them, and a lot of times you're, like, trying to memorize where they are and stuff. Like, that's that was the extent of, of my playing was, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sad. I'm sorry. It's whatever. Well, I liked my game. Maybe it'll make you happy to hear me talk about it. Ah! It depends how long you talk about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's see what I can do. So I played my second favorite game of all time. What is it? Monkey Island. Two. That's number no. Uh, no. Uh, Tie Fighter. Oh no way! Oh, yeah. Yep. Play Tie Fighter. Uh, so this is so Star Wars Tie Fighter is a uh, space combat sim. Super amazing game. It came out uh, the first time it came out. I th- was uh, early '90s. I want to say. Um, I think it was 93, might have been more like 95. Shit. Uh, and then 
they there hasn't been a way it, it, there was a re-release of it in 98 but since then uh there hasn't been a way to get it to like that's that it's that's available for modern like PCs and that kind of stuff until about a month or, so, or two ago uh GOG had that big announcement where they had Tie Fighter and X-Wing and some other games that also hadn't been available so I played uh X-Wing a few weeks ago for the podcast and this week I moved on to Tie Fighter and it is Still a fucking awesome game. It's for PC, yeah? Yeah, it's for PC. And it basically... Uh, you should go back and listen to... I won't go into detail, but go back to episode... I'll find it in a minute. Episode, like, two or three or four episodes ago. Um, and listen to what I have to say about uh, Star Wars X-Wing. Because TIE Fighter is basically the same as X-Wing, except everything about it is better. It was episode wow. 20, It was episode 24. X-Wing came out first, and TIE Fighter came out a couple years after that. And again, when I played X-Wing for the first time, like, I fucking loved it. And then when TIE Fighter came out, I was like, holy shit, how could you, how, how was this better than X-Wing? So, it's a space combat sim. You're, uh, you're, you of course are, uh, you're working for the Empire in this one, and you're flying TIE Fighters and TIE Interceptors and TIE Bombers and all that kind of awesome stuff, and obviously doing missions for the Empire. Uh, it's, uh, the 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 things that makes that make these games awesome in general is just the detail. Uh, it, they really make you feel like you're piloting. In this case, Tie Fighters and that kind of stuff. You you adjust your, you can like adjust where where your energy is going to and coming from. So you can like take energy out of your shields and put it in your engine, or uh, you know boost your lasers so they'll recharge faster and and maybe take a little power away from your engine. Do that kind of stuff. And you have to target enemies, and you can like launch, you can lock onto them to launch missiles, or you can just kind of like get in regular dogfights. Uh, the the mission style is not just get out there and kill everybody, but it's like you actually have an objective that you have to complete, which may be to protect this or that, uh, uh, like freighter while it tries to complete its mission, or you know hold off an attack or whatever, or maybe you know in some cases it's like inspect all these crates and see if there's anything, in it, see if we need to destroy any of them for any reason. Uh, this game takes place uh, after Return of the Jedi, and this uh, Tie Fighter has a whole lot more story than Star Wars X-wing does. X-wing was like, all right, here's your mission, do this and that, and there were c- campaigns where it's like, all right, this is going on. Here's this kind of like overarching thing. Now get in there, and in this mission you're going to do this, and this mission you're going to do this. Tie Fighter has uh, is gives a lot more weight to cutscenes and. X-Wing barely even has cutscenes, but TIE Fighter, like, really gets into the story. There's cutscenes, it's got Grand Admiral Thrawn, which is awesome for anybody who is interested in, like, the expanded universe. Or, actually, in this game, he's Vice Admiral Thrawn. Uh, there's a whole plot about, uh, like, subversion and, and this one general who's kind of defecting to the rebels, and you're trying to capture him during part of the game. Uh, the graphics are a little bit better. The, the inside of the cockpit, mostly, is, is where I saw the most improvements graphic-wise. It just looks a lot cleaner than on X-Wing. Uh, on X-Wing, the actual graphics of the ships flying around was really awesome. And this game improves on that a little bit, but it was it was already really, really good to begin with. So there wasn't a whole lot of, of improvement to make there. Uh, a couple things this game does better than X-Wing is... In X-Wing, your wingmen are kind of useless during some parts of the game. And in this one... They really, like, the AI on them is really good, and they actually will, like, track down and kill ships on their own while you're while you're chasing down other ships. And this also kind of really brings the realism out of it, because 
you'll be like in one part of the area that you're in, you know, like in a dogfight with somebody, and then you'll look up, and then you'll kind of like turn in a different way, and you can see battles going on in the distance, and you can see like the ships shooting lasers at each That's other. That's really cool. It is really awesome to see that kind of stuff. Uh, the, there's there's a lot more energy to it all. There's more stuff going on at once, and there's less of a lull in between. Like I went back and played X Wing for a few minutes to kind of c- compare the two. And in an X Wing, like uh, a few bad guys would come after you, and you would kill them. And then you'd fly around, and then like a couple more would come. In this one, there's a lot more bad guys coming around all the time, so you have to be more aware of whether people are shooting at you while you're trying to do things to complete your mission. So there's a bigger sense of urgency to it all. There's also, uh, the sound is a lot better. It really, you get that, you get that, like, the kind of roar of the TIE fighters. You get that sound, like, all, Oh, I love that sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, you hear that while you're flying TIE fighters, and it sounds just like you would think it would sound from inside the TIE fighter. Iconic, man. Yeah. And, uh, and the, even the lasers, like, they sound a lot, they have a lot more, like, kineticism to them, I guess. Like, they really they have more of a blast when you shoot them. Whereas it was a little bit weak in X-Wing. Um, you're, you're, uh, there's more in-game voice acting, so, like, your, your wingman will actually talk to you and stuff in the game, whereas you, in X-Wing it was all just text. Um, oh, and there's a, there's this really cool subplot. So, anytime you're about to go into a mission, you go into, like, the mission debriefing room, and there's a guy with, like, a big, like, hologram screen, and you click on him, and he tells you, like, what you're doing in this mission, and what ships are going to be there, and he shows you a map of what's going to be where, and he tells you what your objectives are. Uh, sometimes, in that same room, there's a, like, cloaked figure standing in another doorway. And if you talk to him, after you talk to the other guy, he gives you a secondary, like, secret objective that okay. you're doing for, like, you're doing directly for the Emperor. Like, these are the Emperor's orders. He wants you to take on this extra little mission kind of as a secret. And so if you, uh, a lot of times it's like, inspect this this aircraft or, or this, uh, you know, this shuttle or whatever to make sure there's no rebels trying to escape on it or uh, inspect these crates or, you know, disable this ship or whatever. And uh, if, you, if you complete these secondary missions during your missions, then eventually you get to be part of the secret order of the Emperor. And there are these cutscenes where you go talk to the Emperor and he like tells you how, how good of a job you're doing and he shoots this like lightning stuff at your arm and you get this tattoo kind of thing that eventually he, it gets more and more elaborate as you do, uh, as you keep doing objectives for the Emperor. That really kind of adds a, a level to the game that just really makes it fun because you're not just doing the missions but you're also kind of getting deeper and deeper into the Emperor's inner, inner circle, which is really cool. And, um, and I think that just about does it. The whole game, like, uh, like I said, Star- X-Wing really made you feel like you were an X-Wing pilot. TIE Fighter does this and just improves on everything that, that X-Wing did. It was really... Oh, and I will say one more thing. One thing, like, so so as far as the details go in the missions, like I said, one of the things I really like it is is it's not just, like, an arcade game where you jump in and you're just supposed to kill all the bad guys. One uh, really cool example of this was, there was this one mission, I forgot what the main mission was, but the, the cloaked guy who gives you the orders directly from the Emperor... He said, uh, make sure you, make sure you inspect these three shuttles. Uh, we want to make sure that there's nothing, like, illegal on them or, or make sure they're not smuggling anything to the, to the rebels. So, so try to do this while you're on your mission. And you do it, and you inspect all of them, and you find that there's, uh, that there's nothing suspicious on them. And he just comes over the radio and he says, alright, good job, thanks for doing that, everything looks good, uh, but you know, you can never be too sure. So it was cool because it, 
it made it more realistic. Whereas most of the time you would think that the only reason they would ask you to do that is because you're going to find something that's going to advance yeah. the plot, you know? Uh, but this was a case where it, where it just said, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you did that just like you would. And in some cases, you know, in real life, in a Star Wars situation like this, sometimes you would do that and you wouldn't find anything. And that was what happened here. I thought that was a really nice touch. So the guys who made this game, like, that's crazy to think that something this good was made so long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I have never played a game that... that well, I, that's kind of hard. This game is extremely successful at what it tries to do, and I don't know how you could improve on on what it does. Really, <laughs> it's a like I said, it's a it's a space combat sim, obviously in the Star Wars universe, and the purpose of a simulator is to make it uh, is to, is to create as realistic uh, of a of a of a scenario as possible to put you in, and they they just absolutely nailed it. Oh, and one thing that was better than X-Wing is when you die, you can, you actually have a save where you can go back and restore your save, and it doesn't just make you restart an entire campaign because you got shot down once. That was a little bit... Uh, Which little you bit, couldn't do that's in a the, nice touch. the X-Wing one, correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. In X-Wing, if you die, you have to start all the way over. That is a nice touch. There you go, TIE Fighter. It is uh, as good as I remember it. Then I'm happy because I would have cried if it wasn't. <laughs> so would Blake. You would have too, Blake. I, I, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? All right then. So there it is. Did I take less than twenty minutes? Uh, uh nineteen fifty-nine. You were really close. Sweet. Though. I knew I would nail it. Cutting mm-hmm. it, man. <laughs> All right. If either of you guys don't have anything else to say, we can move on to top threes. Any any uh, any notes before we go on? Mm, I'm ready. I just want All to right. say, Blake, you know what I really liked about Majora's Mask, and I'm being serious right now, is the fact that the bad guy was just bad because he's bad. Like, you know, like, like in a lot of games, they try and justify it. He was just bad. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I think that's something that kind of bothered me. He's so, like, cartoon villainy, I'm going to tie you to a train track kind of evil. I'm going to send a comment <laughs> at your head. <laughs> I loved it. Anyway. All right, top threes. We have three of them this time, so let's talk as fast as we fucking possibly can. What do we want to start with? Okay, our top threes this week are... We didn't announce this in the last episode because we didn't think of it. So our top threes that we're doing is sort of an end-of-the-year wrap-up, because I'm assuming we're probably not... I don't know, we might be able to squeeze... We might squeeze in an episode before very 1st, but, but... That's a big maybe. But that's I big. Yeah. Yeah, that's the holidays. No, really, the holidays are fucking nuts right now. Yeah, I am not really... Ex- it might happen, but I'm not really expecting it to. <laughs> So we decided to do a an end-of-the-year wrap-up on our top threes. We're going to do our top three uh, favorite games that we that we played for the podcast this year that we had not played before. Then we're going to do our top three favorite games that we played for the podcast this year that we had played before. And then we're going to do our top three worst games that we played for the podcast this year. See, I actually think we should do it in the other order. We should. I think we should start off with the worst that we've played. I, I don't care what do the best you had, whatever. and then end with the best you hadn't. Uh, that's fine. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I don't uh, think Robert cared about the order he was just saying. All right. Well, I don't feel too strongly. <laughs> all right. Fine. He's mad at you now. So yeah. Start whatever. off with. <laughs> He's always mad at me. Uh, so you want to start off with worst then? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, anybody want to go first? Uh, what are we starting with? I'll go first. Okay. We're going to do the top three worst games that we played for the podcast this year. Okay. Uh, my number three. And, and I, let me just say one thing real quick. Uh, coming up with these lists was really interesting because things were, as I thought about them, they were, they came, a lot of things came out in different orders than I had really expected them to. Yeah. So my number three worst game that I played for the podcast this year was Leisure Suit Larry Love for Sale. Oh, yeah, we're talking about that. Oh, uh, yeah, you hated that. <laughs> I hated it. It's a fucking ridiculous game. I never thought the Leisure Suit Larry games sounded like fun ever, even when I was, like, a little immature kid. And I finally was like, all right, I'm going to suck it up and play one this time and see. Maybe they're actually – this had no redeeming qualities. It was barely even – were, there were hardly even any jokes in this game. It's just – and the gameplay was terrible, too. Fucking sucked. Nice. <laughs> I'll go next, Blake. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, this actually was my number one, but I'm just obviously everybody said it was Jurassic Park, so I'm just gonna start with that one just to kind of ramp it up. Okay. Jurassic Park. So Jurassic Park's the worst game that you played for the podcast this year. Jurassic Park was the worst game I played. It for was the number podcast, one. Okay. okay. Without a doubt, yeah. That's your number one. All right, uh, Blake. What's your number three? My number three, and I didn't dislike this game. I had a hard time making a worst list, but. I these are basically games that I just didn't like all that much. Uh, so my number three is Sonic CD. Hmm. Okay. It was an okay game. Uh, the reason I don't like it is the reason that I don't like most old Sonic games is that it it tells you, oh man, look how fast you can go, and then they don't let you really do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, until you've completely learned a level and mastered it, you can't go supersonic fast through it. And that's the kind of feel that I want from that game. And they don't give you that. And Sonic CD was a good old Sonic game, but it's just that I I don't like the old Sonic games. There you go. I can, I can respect that. Yeah, I, I don't think I would care for the Sonic games too much anymore either. I liked them. They were good for their time. But I think we've moved on. Good music. Good music, yeah. I got good music. Yeah. Good cosplay. Good, good cosplay. <laughs> good fan art. You're you're just the worst person. <laughs> Alright, my my number two worst game my second worst game that I played for the podcast this year was King's Quest V. Hmm. I re- once again, I really respect the the things that the King's Quest series did for video games. And in its time, it, a lot of its glaring flaws were forgivable. But this game had so many serious problems that I cannot stand it, basically. This was the only King's Quest game that I actually played when I was younger. For I don't know why I never played any of the other ones. And I didn't really notice how bad it was at the time. I just thought I wasn't smart. I just thought I was too dumb to figure it out, basically. But... For if for no other, it has good things about it. The the it has like interesting scenery and and some cool kind of like like little uh, characters and stuff like that and little like nice little adventure tropes. But there are so many things that are just completely random that you have to guess and so many places where if you don't do one specific thing at exactly the right time, then your game is screwed. Then your game is screwed. There's no possible way to win the game. That's what I was going to ask. That's one of the games where you can actually get into an unwinnable scenario where you have to start over. Essentially. Yes. And you can, that is really bad game design. 
It's very bad game design, and there are a lot of ways in this particular game where that can happen. And to make it worse, you don't know if it's happened. So you mm-hmm. might just so since it's a point and click, by the nature of those, you're trying to figure things out. So you you very well will just think, oh, I haven't figured out what to do yet. When in fact you missed something that made your game unwinnable. I, I like basically it has unforgivable flaws for me. Jay, what's your, uh, you're going to go back to number three now? What's your third? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go number three. Number three for me was, uh, so uh, like Blake, I didn't hate this game, but I definitely disliked it. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Like, like I talked Um, about when I first played it. Oh, yeah. It was just too, the story was not, it wasn't interesting enough. The combat style was really cool. It just wasn't good to me. Like, as, like, it wasn't as capturing as the other Final Fantasy games. And it just, it lacked a lot. You say, I feel I feel like you're giving it more credit now than you did when you first played. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, looking back, I mean, I'll, I, I'll, someday I will beat it probably, but it's gonna be one of those things that's gonna be hard to do. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, you did so not like that one very yeah, much. Yeah, uh, Is it my turn or Blake's? It's Blake's turn, right? Uh, yeah, it's my turn. <laughs> All right, number one. Uh, my number no, my number two. Two? Yeah. Oh, okay. He doesn't want to hear you <laughs> talk anymore. Two. He's like number one, Blake. <laughs> Uh, my number two is a game I've talked about for entirely too long now, and it was Majora's Mask. Oh, whoa. (laughs) Sick burn, bro. Uh, nailed it. (laughs) I, I just do not like a lot of the things that the game does. I can appreciate some of what it tries, like taking the Zelda formula and changing it up by, uh, throwing on the mask skin over a lot of the things that they Zelda used to do, but overall I do not enjoy most of what the game does whatsoever. Alright. My number one worst game that I played this year may actually surprise you because it surprised me. Harvester. Which one was hmm. that? This was the really fucking bizarre oh. point-and-click game. Uh that where you're this guy and you're in this crazy ass town and you're basically trying to figure out what the hell is going on. It is very, there's like all this, lots of morbid shit going on. And the more I thought, I didn't feel like I disliked it as much at the time. And there are some things that it does that I really kind of respect. Like the, they did a lot of things that basically developers nowadays would not have the balls to do. Uh, but I was kind of thinking. That's not a good thing necessarily though. I mean, it's not necessarily a good thing. Like, I respect that. But the game itself, just, I was thinking back on it, and it was just a boring game. Mm. Like, it was, I did not enjoy playing it. It had things that I could, was like, wow, that's pretty bizarre. That's kind of cool that I can tell everybody about this. But the gameplay was just not good. It was just a boring game to play. And that's kind of what made me, I I had trouble kind of figuring out what order my top three were going to be, but... In the in the end, I was like, if which which of these games would I like to play more than the other ones? I wouldn't mind playing King's Quest V. I mean, I, I would not enjoy it, but if I had to choose between playing King's Quest V and Harvester again, I would play King's Quest V because Harvester was just a boring game. Fair enough. Jay, what was your? You number? didn't uh, you huh? didn't seem to enjoy it at the time, but I, I definitely did not see it becoming one of your top three least favorite games this year. Yeah, I really didn't either. And as I was kind of thinking it through and putting the list together, I was like, yeah, you know what? 
I really just did not enjoy it. Even, I'll tell you this much, I would rather play Kingdom Hearts than this game. Kingdom wow. Hearts didn't Ooh. even make my top three list. Ooh. That is, oh yeah, it didn't? Holy shit. After yeah, fucking I didn't talk about that. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. I would rather play Kingdom, I would, it would be, it's a no-brainer. I would easily much rather play Kingdom Hearts than Harvester again. Wow. But Sora. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you think, like, bad point-and-clicks are much, much worse than bad, like, action games, bad adventure games? I think so. I think that would be accurate. Yeah, at least the fighting was fun in Kingdom Hearts. Exactly, because at least there's kind of action, and and, it, and there are things where you can kind of keep trying, and it's kind of fun to, to at least get the mechanics down. Whereas, if you're playing a boring point-and-click adventure, there is nothing to save you from it. Yeah, exactly. That was kind of my reasoning, too. Yep. That's, exactly, oh, that's funny. That. Hmm. So, Jay, what's your second favorite or least favorite game that you played this year? Uh, it was Gauntlet, just because, kind of like oh. Jurassic Park, where I assumed it was going to be a lot better than it was. And, yeah, but Jurassic Park definitely breaks, just destroys everything. Like, the other two were <laughs> like, yeah, I, like Gauntlet, I could probably play again if I had the right group of people, maybe, if they made a newer one or if it was decent. <laughs> but... Jurassic Park. It makes a new one. Well, yeah. It's actually pretty fun too. I'd recommend it. Yeah. But yeah, Gauntlet number two and Jurassic Park is just miles above everything else. No questions asked. Cool. All right, Blake. What's the worst game that you played this year for the podcast? Oh, this one came back. uh, This one was a long, long time ago, towards the beginning of the year, and uh, it was one of the RPGs I played for my January RPG month. And that game was Chrono Cross. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. The only game that I want to finish, actually. I enough. didn't remember you hating it this bad. I knew you did not like it. I've that. never liked that game. And it came down to which one was I more disappointed in between Chrono Cross <laughs> and Majora's Mask. And it's Chrono Cross by a mile. That's funny. It's not even a competition. I don't... There is only one thing I enjoy about that game. <laughs> and there are other things that I find okay about it. And the only thing I really enjoy is the music. Everything else... Oh, yeah, uh, really Characters good. are terrible. Uh, the plot and the presentation of the plot is really bad. It starts off good in the first act of the game. Act 2 flounders really, really hard. Nothing exceptional happens. And then all of a sudden in Act 3... Everything just goes to shit, and it's just one giant ball of bullcrap. One thing that was cool is all the characters, though. I don't like having that many characters, especially when they just become skins for... Yeah, with very little story behind them, that's true. Because there was a shit ton in that game. All it does is, uh, in this one in particular, like it's a problem in Suikoden games too, but Suikoden seems to handle it better a lot of the time. All they do is they take a character, they have their introduction stuff, they have a different weapon, and then after that, they just become a character that uses a different accent. That's true, actually. It, they literally have the exact same dialogue, regardless of who they are, <laughs> and it's just with a different accent thrown in. I remember you, ta- I remember you talking about that. I hated that so much. <laughs> oh, that's funny as hell. All right. Good list. We only got two more to go. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get to this. You want to do, uh, which one do you want to do next? Three best you had played before. All right. 
three best we had played before. Let's just go in the same order so we don't have to argue about it. Okay. Uh, all right, my number three. Uh, best game that I had played before was Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, buddy. Nice. Not a whole lot to say about it. Very solid. Uh, <laughs> hasn't it. been said before. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. There's nothing you're going to say that we haven't already said. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Solid uh, strategy number... RPG. And oh, sorry, no, I was just going to say, solid strategy RPG. I don't love it as much as you guys do, but uh, I got to admit, it's a great game. That story, though. Uh, my number three is Chocobo Dungeon 2. I, ah, classic, nice. classic game. Just one of my I still play it all the time. Good. <laughs> that was hot. Well put. Yeah. Well played. All right, Blake. I mean, God, there's so many great games that I played this year that I played before. I'm. I had to just to make this list manageable for me. I had to say that I cannot have FF6 or FF7 on there because otherwise there are too many good games for me to put on the list. Yeah, I, I took off Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy X actually, just because otherwise my list would just be boring. Yeah, exactly. Well, my uh, list is going to be one. I want to give a shout out to is Demon's Crest. That mm. game is yep. amazing. Uh, if you have a Wii U and you've never played it before, go pick that game up. But uh, that would be number, my number four, I guess. My top three are all RPGs. I'm Big sure surprise. Not. Yeah. Uh, my number one game was, or my number three game was Fantasy Star Four. Oh, nice. Uh, it's, it held up, it wasn't quite as good as I remember it, because it was a little shorter than I expected. Uh, aside from that, everything about it was awesome. Great music, really fun writing. Uh, I, as someone that hasn't played the previous games in the series, it's a little difficult for me to appreciate it, but all of the references to the first three Fantasy Star games were really, really cool. Um, amazing game. Awesome combat, music, art. If you like RPGs, I think Fantasy Star 4 is a must-play. Cool. Uh, is it back to me now? Yes. Well, I, yeah. well, number two, uh, favorite game that I had played was TIE Fighter. Oh, uh-huh. I knew it was coming <laughs> up soon. Yep. Big fucking surprise. What was yours, Big Jake? surprise. Number two for me was UN Squadron, that plane game. Oh, sweet. I really enjoyed that I was game. waiting for that one to show up on one of yeah. your lists. That's a great game, man. I really enjoyed it. Except for that fucking, the final level was so hard. Oh my god, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Great game, though. Uh, Blake? My number two game was Chrono Trigger. Oh, there Suck it is. Suck it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, okay. hater. I will. Uh, I, this is one of those games, a lot of the reason that some of these games are on my, uh, like, the three best you had playlist is because... I was shocked at how well they've stood up through the yeah, years. Yeah, like held up over the years. Yeah. Chrono yeah. Trigger is still a great game. The music is amazing. The art is beautiful. And the story is really, really good so, for what it is. I wish I hadn't played the shitty version of it. <laughs> Seriously, I'm so mad that you played the PlayStation port of the game. Ugh. I'm punch myself in the stomach. I'll punch you. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was just thinking about you know how we made our presenting our worst games of the year. We're literally just giving each other ammo for like anything we do in the future. Like, oh good, Blake <laughs> fucking hates this game. <laughs> as long as you guys don't figure out a way to make me play Five Nights at Freddy's, I think I'll be okay. Oh my god, dude, that, that game's for my phone. I was like, what? Who is the horrible person that designed this? <laughs> it's what? 
it's like it's made for the end my Android phone. Oh really? Yeah, I, I haven't played it obviously, but I saw it on there. I'm like, who the Stay fuck away. would play that? Yeah. Uh, is it our number one now? Yep. All right. Yep. No surprise here. The Secret of Monkey Island. Oh yeah. Yep. Favorite game of all time, and I replayed it, and I it's still my favorite game of all time. There you go. Well, yeah, I skipped over Tactics in ten because I didn't want to bore. But uh, favorite game of the year, I still played a lot of Secret of Evermore. I love this game. The game. Oh, cool. Holds up so well. Like I just love it. I love the comedy. I love the the fucking dialogue. It's so random sometimes, and I just love how the dog like the dog transforms throughout the game, which is just so funny. It starts off as like this wolf looking. <laughs> that sounds really thing. cool. Yeah, and then it turns into I th- it turns into like a, a Dalmatian, and then it turns into a poodle, and then at the end when you're going to kill the last boss, it turns into a toaster with laser eyes. It's toaster for fuck's sake. It's great. Yeah. I that like that literally that alone makes me want to play this game. The the humor it's like really funny because they use like really old references to old movies and stuff and like they use like punchlines from old movies and it's just it's just great and the fighting is fantastic. well I think all those references are just made up references actually are they but, yeah but they oh, all funny. sound totally believable references yeah they to do what? they're made up uh, like references to movies. old made up movies oh really yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blake wrap it up my number one uh, I mentioned it on the last game. Games that have held up oh, the test of time, and for me, this one, the reason it's my number one spot is because it, for me, uh, being older, I was able to appreciate it more. It was Earthbound. Oh, oh yeah. I was expecting that one. Yeah. it. Uh, just being older and being able to appreciate so many of the things that it does made the game an even better experience for me this time around. It's fantastic. Again, the music is great. It's a very strange, weird game. Uh, it's got some really cool, unique RPG mechanics. Uh, and the satire and kind of metagaming that it talks about is what makes it my number one game uh, for the best that I played this year that I'd already played before. Cool. I really want to play this game, too, still. Do it. Uh, Jay. Hi. You didn't have any of the Middle Gear Solid games on your list. I didn't play any of them. <laughs> well, I thought they were your favorite. Uh, you didn't have any on your list, Rob. What happened? Yeah, there. Yeah, you guys. I feel like you. I was a little surprised to not hear uh, at least like Metal Gear Solid Three on there. Well, I didn't play that for the podcast this year. Okay, I was wondering. I thought you had. Mm-mm, I played one and two. Okay. Well, neither of those are particularly great, so I'm not too surprised. Well, 2 was the only one that I already had played out of those. Oh. And, yeah, I was I, I kind of wanted it on my list, but, you know, when I was kind of going back and forth between it and Final Fantasy Tactics, looking at them, like, objectively, you have to say that, I mean, Tactics is a better game than Metal Gear Solid 2. It's, it's, I like Metal Gear Solid 2, but I don't absolutely love it. Uh, Robert speaks the truth. E- even though I really love the Metal Gear Solid series, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Two, it's it's you don't have to convince it's me. It's a very it's a good game. It's a very good game. It's not an awesome game. Fair enough. Preacher to the choir, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last one, top three games we played this year that we had not played before. For me, I limited this one a little bit, or I expanded it a little bit to games that I maybe had played but had never really played in depth, like I hadn't finished them. Okay. So for my list, uh, that's what I went with. Okay. 
Um, all right. Well, mine, I, I stuck to ones that I hadn't played at all because uh, really the only one that stood on the line like that for me was Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, but I kept that in my other list. So my number three game that I hadn't played before was Arcanum. Uh, uh-huh. it was, it, it, it wasn't perfect. It had a few problems, but it was a very solid, uh, CRPG. It was, it, it did a lot of really cool things, I thought. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my number, my number three was, I never played it much, um, was Final Fantasy IX. I played it, I watched a lot of people play it when I was younger, but I really enjoyed playing it this time when I actually did play it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Right. My number three was I'm I was kind of surprised to notice this. It's Paper Mario. Oh yeah. I didn't exactly hate the game like I kind of expected to. I didn't to. exactly hate the game. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I was right about uh, the reason for me not playing it when when I was younger. It's not Super Mario RPG. It's a very different game. But it was actually uh, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. Awesome. I just spilled water on myself. Great job. He paid. Um, alright, my number two. Second best game that I had not played was Metal Gear Solid. There it yep. is. <laughs> not a bit, not a as soon surprise. as you said that you hadn't played Metal Gear Solid one before, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh here we go. Alright, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> it's, it's got some issues where you have to backtrack too much and that kind of stuff, but overall, it is a really cool game. And, uh, I might even, have to say that this is better than Metal Gear Solid 2. That's, that's not really a controversial opinion by any means, but I but before I before I had played it, or really before even after I played this and before I went back and played two again, I was like, you know, this is good, but it's probably my least favorite of the four. Um, but looking at it all now, I, I I did like this. I think I would have to say that I like this one a little bit better than two. Jay, hi, hey, uh, so numero two, hi. correct? Got any? So you're going to like this, Robert. My something. my number two is the one that was actually recommended by one of our fans, uh, Dragon Warrior 2. I, I really did enjoy that game when I when I played through wow. it. And uh, yeah, I mean, there wasn't too many games that I hadn't played before this year, but it it definitely was better, way better than Final, than Final Fantasy IX, because obviously I knew a lot more about it. But yeah, I really enjoyed Dragon Warrior. It was fun. What did you like about it? Um, it was like Final Fantasy 1 Plus. Like, it was like a better Final Fantasy 1. Like, that's the only way I can think of it. Because it's been a while since I played it now, but... A better version of Final Fantasy 1? Final Fantasy 1, yeah. Okay. It was because like, it was like... It came out, I think, a, like a couple years later. I'm trying to remember now. You're not... You don't mean it's better than Dragon Quest 1, you're saying... Dragon Warrior. Dragon Warrior 1. Dragon Warrior 2, sorry. Did I say a Dragon Quest? Holy shit. They're the same series. <laughs> what? Just Dragon Warrior and Dragon Quest are the same thing. It's just that uh, when it was ported to America, they changed it up. Oh, okay. You beat the yeah. shit out of me. I was like, wait, what? So, but you don't mean you didn't mean Final Fantasy. But you're saying Dragon no, Final Quest Fantasy Two is better than Final Fantasy One. Yes, is what, that's what I'm. Okay, thinking. you're okay. confusing Robert, which you shouldn't be. I, 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 I thought you were confusing me. I thought he was confusing himself. That's why I, I got <laughs> confused. Fucking <laughs> Robert. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, where All right, are we? Anyway, my number two. Uh, Rob, again, you'll be happy to hear this. Uh, Secret of Monkey Island. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> Shout out to Robert. <laughs> Fuck you, huh? All right! Oh, uh, for those that don't know, Secret of Monkey Island was the game that Rob gave me on last year's gift exchange. And I like the game. Uh, I'm not a big fan of point and clicks, but I really appreciated 
the writing of the game. It was good. It was funny. I liked it. Yeah, in order for a point and click to be good, it has to have good writing. Yeah, exactly. And this one does have exceptionally good writing. Awesome. I didn't realize you liked it that much. I knew you kind of liked it. Well, I mean, it's uh, there weren't that many that I played this year that I hadn't played before. Uh-huh. Uh, you also, I could have included some of the Castlevania games I played last year, but eh. Uh, it was probably between, like, Monkey Island and Metal Slug. Okay. And there were too many things about Metal Slug that I didn't like. I don't like the game design of it being a quarter eater. Right. So I went with uh, <laughs> went with Monkey Island instead. Sweet. Okay, my number one, my favorite game that I played this year for the podcast that I had never played before was Wing Commander. Uh, basically, <laughs> take the X-Wing and the TIE Fighter games and make them a little bit more primitive, not quite as awesome, uh, very early version of that type of game, and you have Wing Commander. It came out a few years before those, so there's a reason, there's a clear reason that the graphics aren't very good and like the gameplay is not quite as tight but it does it, it it is a very obvious precursor to those games and i basically love it for all the same reasons that i love the x-wing and tie fighter games this is a, it's an awesome space combat sim hmm. um jay hey hi hey i'll just sure if you're gonna keep going um number one game that i never played before this year was super smash tv it was super duper fun. Nice. That's, still a, that's a really fun game. Cool. Very nice. My number one game, and the reason that I prefaced my uh, my list with saying that I played some of these before is because I've played this one before, but I never finished it. Uh, my number one game for the three best games that I hadn't played before is... Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> I that hate awesome. so many of the design choices of the game, but I had a whole lot of fun learning everything I could about it and beating the shit out of it. I believe it. That's funny. Uh, yeah, Battletoads is a really cool game. For all of its flaws, it actually did a surprising number of things right, and I've got to give it respect for that. I had a good rage-inducing time while playing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's our lists. Those are good. That That's that's the whole year. It's been a fun year. Crying a little it's bit. We miss you guys. That has been good. <laughs> Except for when we played the games that we hated. Robert. Played those shitty games that sucked ass. <laughs> Um. Oh, I got I got I got the reference. There you go. <laughs> um, oh my god. Um. All right. So. Um. So. We hadn't talked about this yet. Do you guys want to do another Christmas gifting menage a trois round like we did last year? Yeah, Steam sales going on. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> got him. Uh, I'm up for oh, it if y'all uh, want to. I was being genuine, but all right, Robert, you dick. <laughs> Listen, you want to do it? You want to do it? Yeah, I guess we can try. I don't know uh, what we'll do. So, uh, so the 
like we did last year, we'll each we'll kind of go in a circle, and one person will get one other person a game. And as opposed to like the Tetris competition, we're gonna pick out games that we think they're gonna enjoy, or at least we hope that they're gonna enjoy, not ones that we know that they are obviously gonna hate. I think that's the only stipulation. Otherwise, yes, please. I don't want Metal Gear Solid. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Um. So. But beyond that, uh, I guess that's, is that the only stipulation we need to make? Just that it has to be, you have to expect that there's at least a reasonable chance they'll, they'll, they'll like the game. Is there anything other than that? I think that works. Okay. We'll do that. And so we'll, we'll, uh, do that between now and the next episode. We'll reveal what they are. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll reveal to each other what they are in the next episode and then we'll play them after that. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, let's do it. Reverse order from what we did last time. So this time, that's what I, I was thinking. Yeah, this time I'll get one for Jay. Jay, you get a game for Blake, and Blake gets a game for me. Oh Jesus! All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Good answer. Um. Okay. And aside from that, um. So I got two ideas for the next top three. Okay. One is we could just do. What we did last time. Maybe, maybe for now, what we'll do, maybe what we'll do for the next one is, uh, our, uh, top three New Year's classic game resolutions. You want to do that again, like we did last year? What, like, what was the premise again, like, specifically? New Year's resolutions related to classic games. Okay, so games we want to play next year. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Or anything. Like, like mine, like one of mine this year was to beat Mario. Because I never had. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, another one was just to play, you know, kingdom hearts it was <laughs> yeah but you want to do that yep i'm with that okay i do want to say this uh we we got a suggestion on twitter for a top three and we'll save this for the next episode after that one uh ben woodring said uh he suggested that we do our top three favorite character relationships Ooh. In games and he said he, he said he, he called it relationships fra- slash friendships it doesn't have to be romantic Okay. Um, can it be secretly gay? It can't. It can't. All right. Yes. Can it be, uh, like, I mean, even enemies, they, there's a relationship there. Does that count? Uh, I think, I would say if there's any. Or is it strictly or, friendly relationships? I think it, I think there has to Aww. be a friendly element to it. Okay. okay. I was going like, to say Argus is Blake. Well, so you could say. <laughs> the player and Argus. <laughs> so like I would argue that you could say if it was like movies that you could say Obi-Wan and Darth Vader even though they're enemies like there's a friendship element there okay. as well something along those lines but I I think we'll exclude specific uh, like good guy bad guy antagonist rivalries okay sound good to y'all good to me. that works okay well then well, so, and, so let's wait on that though we'll do that two episodes down the line for the next one, let's just we'll just do our classic gaming New Year's resolutions, and then we'll also reveal what what games we're we're doing. By the way, Blake, I mean Jay, I still need to get you a uh, Game Gear or something. It doesn't have to be a Game Gear, but we can talk about it. Okay, it'll probably be a Game Gear. Should be something through the sale if you want oh to. My. Okay. Oh, something from the, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe maybe we'll do. Some, I don't know. Yeah, we'll do something along this. Yeah, we can talk about it. Um, and uh, now it's on to mail section. And we got an epic long email from the same guy, Ben Woodring. Oh, no hey, shit. Hey, nice. Yeah. 
And uh, I don't know if <laughs> if this is how he wrote the email or if this is just how my email formatted it for some weird reason. But this is a long-ass email. This is probably 40 lines of text. And what? It's, and it was all... I noticed there were no paragraph breaks of any sort. And when I pasted it into my text editor, it's actually wrapping around... It's one line. <laughs> oh, it's actually one fucking long-ass line of text. So, Ben, I gotta hand it to you. If you did that on purpose, that's actually pretty awesome. But I have a feeling... I don't think you actually did that on purpose. He's using a Mac. Uh, but just just like once we get to the end of this, you'll realize if this is actually all on on one non-text wrapped line, how how hilarious it actually is. So uh, this is Ben's email. It's going to go on for a while. So 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 get comfortable. Um, the subject line is hey oh hey oh. Here Jay, come on, you got to give him a hey oh back. He wrote us an awesome email. Stop. Uh, so Ben says, hi guys, I've been listening to the podcast for a while. I forgot exactly how, why I found it. I've been really enjoying listening to you guys talk about the games I played in my youth slash helping me discover new classic games to check out. Your desperate pleas for emails have finally convinced me to send one off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we got him. We did it. Begging works. First off, let me get the formalities out of the way. Metal Gear Solid, loved it. Final oh. Fantasy, Love the ones I have played. One, six, and seven. Uh, one, six, seven playing now, and ten. Oh, see, those are the best ones besides tactics. Good taste, yeah. There you go. It gets better. Secret of Monkey Island 2 LeChuck's Revenge is quite possibly my favorite game of all time. Damn. <laughs> I think I finished Chrono Trigger like three times. This guy likes all of us. Did he you send an email in, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> You're making this up. This guy isn't real. That's trolling us really Actually, good. It, the the last four letters of his name of his last name are my last name. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's so you weren't very creative when you did this, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker for JRPGs, well, RPGs of all kinds. I've tried to play Ocarina of Time, but it, but it never really did it for me. I suspect this is mostly because I didn't grow grow up playing the Zelda games, and so I'm not viewing them through the nostalgia lens though I'm sure one or two of you might disagree with me there. So currently, I'm in the middle of playing through Morrowind again. Ooh, that's a oh, good man, game. I was just thinking that I might play that sometime next dude, it's for the rough, podcast. Dude, the leveling of weapons? Holy shit. Yeah, I remember that <sighs> game. It takes a while for you to get your guy to where he's actually not just a, like, <laughs> complete... Dude, miss, 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 <laughs> one damage. Miss, 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 miss. That is sitting Who leveled there. up? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I remember that. Making me want to. I liked Oblivion more, like really a lot. Anyways, what's your uh, Jay? I want to know what's your favorite of the Elder Scrolls. I think Oblivion. Okay. I, I really, really liked Oblivion. Uh, the side quest and like the expansions, along with the main story, like it was so fun and good. Like a lot of people really like Skyrim because it's like never ending and there's like so much openness about it. And I like that, but I don't know. I, I'm playing Skyrim right now. I'm only like 30 hours in, so I don't know. We'll see. I kind of want to go back and play Oblivion. I haven't gotten that. I loved, I loved the story, and I loved the your role in the story it was so fun. Like it was so cool. So anyway, he says he's playing through Morrowind again with an assassin spec character. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I hate to sound like one of those circle jerkers, but I was never able to get into the worlds of Oblivion or Skyrim like I was Morrowind. 
There's just something special about the setting, the music, the aesthetic that when all combined together made a near perfect game. I agree with him on that. I prefer a lot of things in Morrowind over Oblivion. I like the locales of Oblivion a little bit more. I like all the green, the lushness and everything compared to the ashes that you find all over Morrowind and how desolate uh, the land feels like on purpose, not because there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of buildings or a lot of dungeons, but because it's like, there's ash everywhere. It's kind of the idea. Do you remember questing in Morrowind? That's why I can't play it. Really? Well, I remember the journal is terrible in Morrowind. And it gives you it's like general ash. ideas of where it is. and like That part I don't mind too much when it actually works, but then there are other times where it's like, go south. And then yeah. I go south. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, if you miss How it, long do I go south? <laughs> I've been going south for 15 minutes. I've walked past three more towns. Really annoying. Yeah. If they took all the the updated mechanics and play put it in Morrowind, I would probably play Morrowind again. But because the leveling, because of how difficult the game gets, because it goes from like you're fighting sewer rats and like random little tidbits to like those big ass creatures and those dogs and shit and the mechanical units and they like two hit you. Yeah. Like you have to like specifically avoid certain areas early on, or otherwise you just like get stuck pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like having the not leveled areas. I do agree with what with with what you said about it, and I, like Morrowind also did a really good job of like really pulling you into the world. I felt like even better than than Skyrim. Like yeah, Skyrim, the entrance to it was really good. I forgot about that. Yeah, and, well, not even just that, but just like overall, like the whole feel of the game. Like Skyrim, to me, I was more. I, I feel like I'm more conscious that I'm playing a video game when I play Skyrim than when I played Morrowind back in that the- game is scary by the way I play that a lot at night with my headset on and I get the ever-living shit scared out of which me. one because in Skyrim like I've been playing oh, a really? lot and like yeah like I, I pretty much like sneak around everywhere and like a lot of times what will happen is I'll be walking through a cave or something and I will usually see them before they see me unless I miss a turn or like a room or something and then all of a sudden so, or I hit a trap or something and I just get shit on and I I yelp every I'm like oh like holy fuck yeah. it's like oh man Did, do you have any of the DLC no is it good I was gonna ask you. I don't. I know. I I haven't messed. Like like I said, I just got it working. So. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> stop bringing that up again. But no, I I, I probably because the, the Oblivion DLC was really good. Like it was well done, and it was like it was really cool because it was its own separate story, so you didn't have to finish uh, Oblivion in order to understand what was going on in the um, DLC stuff. Do you guys uh, use any of the mods when you play these games? I try. I spend 40, 50, 60 hours modding the game, and then I go to play it, and I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Happens I'm not every damn that. time. The only thing that I've ever modded, which is the Metal Brothers League of Legends, because uh, there's a character named Zack, and he's like this green blob, and you can mod him to look like Majin Buu. It's really, <laughs> there's some really good mods, too. Like The only DLC I remember liking for Oblivion was uh, the Shiver- Shivering Isles. Shivering Island, there was like, wasn't like, I can't think of the name of it, it was like, I can't, uh, Knights of the I don't Nine. Know. What? Knights of the Nine? Maybe. I did two of them. I did the one, the one you mentioned, and then I did one other one. I can't remember what the other one was. It's been all long time, like several years now. I heard that the rest of them, I don't think I did any of the others because I always heard terrible, boring things about them. Okay. Uh, but I think Knights of the Nine was supposed to be pretty good. And then Shivering Isles was a really, really good addition to the game. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, uh, the rest of the email. <laughs> Let's move on. We're, we're not even close to halfway through yet. Oh, my God. 
Uh, hey, don't complain. This so far, it's awesome. been good. So, I yeah, it's been a good email. Um, it also helps that the story of the Nereverine is that how you say it? I always said Nereverine. Nereverine. Yeah. R- reminds me a lot of Paul Atreides in Frank Herbert's Dune, which is one of my favorite sci-fi novels. I'm also attempting to make my way through Majora's Mask, since you guys have sort of described it as a different experience from Ocarina of, of Ocarina of Time, which, as I previously mentioned, just was not doing it for me. So before I start ranting about all of my favorite classic games and so forth, I could seriously go on all day, I wanted to ask you guys about a few games, just to hear your opinions on them if you have played them, or to encourage you to play them if you've not. The first is the Tomba series. Was that the Indian one? It's Tomba with an X. It was on PlayStation, I believe. Wasn't that a uh, collect game like Crash Bandicoot? I Uh, think so. When you guys Uh, look it up. I feel like it was maybe more open world, though. Can you spell it? T-O-M-B-A. Yeah, and it's got an exclamation mark on it, apparently. Yeah, I know this game. The first is the Tomba series. I can't remember if you guys have ever brought it up or not, so I'll give you a quick rundown. Really great adventure platformer. Games with a wacky setting. Evil pigs have invaded the land and have stolen something that belongs to you. It is up to you, Tomba, the pink-haired, shirtless boy, to capture all of the evil pigs and retrieve your belongings. Sound familiar? I've definitely never played this. I've never played it, but I know what it, I know of it. Okay. Yeah, I know of it, but I've never played it. Okay, so we've never, none of us have ever played that one. Uh, I got think pink hair, and I saw the box art a lot at. Places like Blockbuster, but I, I was thinking the same thing. That's funny. <laughs> I think I first played this game on a PlayStation demo disc, and it hooked me. <clears throat> the first game is in two D, huh? Demo discs, holy shit! That yeah, yeah, yeah. School. Uh, the first game is in two D and requires you to collect items, defeat enemies, and capture the evil pigs in pig bags to defeat them. The second game, they made the transformation to three D. Now we're about halfway through with the email. But instead of making it an open world, it continues the same system as the first game, where there are certain paths you can travel on, and at intersections you can turn toward or away from the screen to move to other areas. The second game also did some really cool things with some op- with some optional missions. If the game detects that you have a Tomba 1 save on your memory card and that you have completed certain quests, an extra set of missions will become available in Tomba I always loved that in old games. When it would yeah. recognize that you beat it or yeah. Oh, I love that. Suikoden 1 and 2 did that. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There's special things you can get out of Suikoden 2 if you have a su- uh, 100%ed Suikoden 1 save file. Oh, sweet. You know and actually different... Ca- if some, <clears throat> Excuse me. If some of your characters in Suikoden 1 are dead... Uh, like, it can change things that happen in Suikoden 2. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid series did that as well. One of the challenges in both Tomba games is to complete 100% of the quests available, since many of them are optional and have no real bearing on the plot of the game. There is a particularly difficult trolley ride in the underground mines where you have to collect certain seeds and also be the best time. It is a son of a bitch. There's also another minigame where you have to help this dude wash these chocobo-like creatures by throwing them into washing machines within a time limit. Only problem is they like to attack the shit out of you while you try. When I was a kid, I remember beating both of these minigames, but only on separate save files. Someday, wow. I'll return... <laughs> Someday I will return to this game and 100% it. Oh, geez, this email is going to be long. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Feel free to stop reading whenever you want, but really, this—but really, isn't this what we're all here for? Isn't it? 
Shut up, Robert. But yes, he's right. Yes, he's right. He's right. You're wrong, Robert. No, I'm right. We're both right. We agree with you. No, you're wrong. Shut up. Second game on my list is a pretty well-known Sega Genesis game, Batman Forever. I say well-known because it is known as one of the worst games ever. (laughs) I played the shit out of this game as a kid, and I loved it. My brother and I used to co-op, I was always Batman, of course, through the campaign for hours on end. Yeah, sure, the controls were clunky and non-responsive, the sound effects and visuals sucked, but the game was a ton of fun until you got to the circus stage and inevitably were killed by clowns while attempting to defuse a bomb. Jay, this sounds like a game for you. Nope, pass. Nope. I'm done. (laughs) If you guys are familiar with these games, I'd love to hear your experiences with them. If not, you should definitely check them out. Have either of y'all played this? Not touching clowns, sorry. No, I learned early on to stay the hell away from most licensed games, so I never touched Batman Forever on no. Genesis. I never played it either. Sorry, Ben. Um. Uh, okay, all right, final question, and then I'll let you finish up. After hearing you guys talk about Final Fantasy Tactics... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <I'm> yes. Tem- <laughs> I'm tempted to give it a try, but I need to know which... Version, port, remake is the best option. I love what Square did with the re-released Final Fantasies 1 and 2, so if there is something like that, I'd prefer to play it with updated art, but if not, the original works too. The Android, or the uh, Apple one was was good, yeah? I don't know. Robert played it. Okay. Uh, it was. I thought it was good, yeah. It, the, like We discussed this. I think the only th- thing that it didn't have that... that uh, that we regretted was it doesn't have the really echoey scream when somebody dies. Oh, yeah, when somebody oh, dies. Yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. You got to get that. Oh. Yeah. But it also, but it, but uh, this version, this is the War of the Lions version, by the way, which is what it's called. It's not. Okay, so it's... that's the version with the updated Shakespearean text. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like the PSP one wasn't bad, though. It didn't have the echoey screams, but. <laughs> is, that, is that War of the Lions? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I guess so, that's the same one then, okay. Yeah, so it's got Shakespearean like uh text and also it has uh really pretty good uh cutscenes. Like really, Yeah, the like, cutscenes are actually well done. That's what I was gonna say. Like in all yeah. honesty, I think both of them are are good. If you are looking for something more updated, I'd probably play the War of the Lions either on PSP or iOS. But if it's you also want the extra bonus content. What'd you say? It oh, has some that's bonus right. Content. Oh. So it sounds like you probably should go for War of the Lions, maybe. If you can. Otherwise, I, I mean the OG is still really good though. I prefer the original just for the dialogue alone. It's got a little other, pro- a few other problems in translation. Some of the ability names aren't consistent all the time. That's true, actually. But, but it's only, it's only an issue if you know, though. Me. Yeah, it's it doesn't get in the way of much. Uh, the only other thing, like the PSP version, had some slowdown issues. Overall, uh, it's a matter of the translation. If you think you'd rather listen to the old English. Where they're saying thou, etc., stuff like that, then definitely go with the PS Pure I don't think it takes away from it at all. Like the, I felt like it did. It really? did for yeah. yeah. I, I like the cutscenes. I thought they were well done. And like, if you're like, I don't know, the art style was cool too. Yeah, yeah, the cutscenes were a nice addition. They, I thought they were really well animated as well. Um, also, doesn't the War of the Lions, the the PSP iOS version, have uh? It has class. Some of the classes that it has aren't in they the They have different game, names, right? but I don't think classes are different. Wasn't there is uh, one new class? No, two new classes. Okay. Was there? Oh, because yeah. you can get the Dark Knight, right? The Onion Knight and the Dark Knight. Okay, yeah. that's Onion what I Knight, the Dark Knight. That's right. Okay. 
Honestly, like, either one is fine. Like, I think if you want something more updated, I'd probably do War of the Lions, because I think it, for somebody who's never played it before, I'd probably do that. But if you want, like, the original feel to it, definitely do the, the PS1 version. So besides these uh, little few things here and there, like, the overall, like, look of the game, like, it pretty much looks the same, right? Yeah. Like, they didn't. Yeah, it really doesn't get art updated at all. Okay. There's no graphic updates that I know of. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought, he says. <laughs> That's what, what I thought. thought. <laughs> Talk shit, get hit. <laughs> uh, he wraps this up. Thanks for taking the time to read this, and thanks a lot for a podcast that is relevant to my interests. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thank that you was an awesome email. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Uh, and I made this promise about three episodes ago, and I said, or for the next two episodes, I don't know however it works. Anyway, I'm going to send Ben a couple keys to... Uh, I'll send him a key to, uh, what was it, Risk of Rain and Gunpoint that I've got. Dude, send him Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> well, but, no, I, well, I already have, I already have key, these keys, okay? Whoa, whoa, okay. Robert Moneybag oh. Rings. Well, I, I said if somebody sent us an awesome email, I'd give him a key to Risk of Rain and Gunpoint. So, Ben, I'll be, uh, I'll get this, I'll get these to you. And, um, so, so thanks also, so thanks again for the amazing email. Uh, now you guys can see why this is really an amazing feat if he actually did compose this entirely on one non-wrapped line of text. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so hats off to you, sir, if you actually did that, but I have a feeling you did not. And just a couple things before we wrap it up. That's We're about to uh, end the episode here. Finally. Where am I? What am I doing? I can't find myself on my notes. Oh, it's time for off-topic stuff. Before we get to the don't main have to sound that depressed about it, Jesus. <laughs> oh no, no, not off topic, but uh, but but what was it? We changed it from off topic, happy ending to like modern games that we're playing right now. Yeah, current, I think so. The current gaming subcast is what we'll call it. How about that? Okay, wow. sure. <laughs> uh, any of you guys playing anything? What y'all playing? Jay, you're playing Skyrim. How is it? Playing Skyrim. They also um. Hearthstone with iOS or uh, Android this week, which is pretty cool. Oh, did it? Yeah. How's the? So how cool. is it? Is it pretty I, I haven't played it. I don't have a tablet. You have to have a tablet to play it. Oh, okay. So I, it's just cool. It's just something like just to see it grow even more. So. Okay, uh, Blake, you playing anything? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, nothing comes to mind except for the usual Binding of Isaac Rebirth and Crypt of the Necrodancer. Is that pretty much what you've been streaming? Yeah. <laughs> That's it, really. Cool. Uh, I've been trying to get through Middle Earth Shadows of Mordor some more. Oh, how is that game's really good, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's a lot better than I expected. It can get pretty repetitive, uh, but it is actually still a really good game. I heard it's really, really good from a lot of people. Yeah, I've basically. I've been enjoying it a lot more than I expected. Good. Sweet. I've been playing as uh Jay mentioned earlier, uh Saints Row Three. Oh yeah. That game is so much damn fun. I enjoyed what we played. Um, we need to play this some more. I have to reinstall it because it's a big-ass fucking game. Well, go ahead and start reinstalling it right now so we can play it, like, later tonight or something, because this game is tons I of I don't know. Seems like a lot of work, though. No, it's not. Just install the damn game. I don't know. It's on Steam, though. <laughs> Go for you! You you ha, you're playing Skyrim. Clearly, you have your Steam. only because I have to use. Steam. Well, you have to use Steam uh, to play Saints Row Three. 
All right, if you two are done bickering, I actually want to inject one modern game thing real quick. I haven't been playing it, but there's been an update about this game, and it has got a very retro feel to it. I've talked about it on the podcast before, actually. I'm speaking of Shovel Knight. Oh, it got an update? Not yet. It got an update. They updated us about the update that's coming in the future. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, You remember how they're adding all those bonus playable characters and everything? No. Well, okay, they're adding in the ability to play as some of the bosses that you fight in the game. Oh, shit. Uh, That was one of their Kickstarter goals. And they gave an update on Plague Knight's campaign. That's going to be coming out sometime soonish. And I'm really, 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 really excited for that. That sounds actually pretty sick. I want it. I want it right now. It cannot. An announcement of an announcement right there. There, Yeah. There you go. We're all familiar with those. Um, Saints Row 3, I want to go back and just say that I feel like they took the Grand Theft Auto open world crime game formula and then just tried to make it as fun as they possibly could. This game is so awesome. My guy looks like Revolver Ocelot. Except his hair is cyan. And he drives a pink limousine with aqua-tinted windows. Damn. He's a fucking gangster. So white. <laughs> uh, That's why I want to play Saints Row 4 now, too, because this game's awesome. Um, we have one more thing. We have one more order of business on the docket for tonight. Let's discuss very quickly the Game Awards. Okay. Huh. Um, is that what it's called? It's just called the Game Awards, right? It was TGA, the Game Awards. The yeah. Game Awards. Uh, how much did Blake, uh, Jay, did you watch or no. keep up with this at all? Nope. Blake, you watched it a little bit, you said? I caught almost none of it. I caught, like, the King's Quest announcement, and then I was in and out for the rest of it. Okay, I watched, uh, I watched probably about 30, 45 minutes of it. Uh, I wanted to watch the whole thing, but I go to bed early nowadays, and I got very tired, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but over for what you th- I want to know what you thought of the show itself, Blake. From what little bit you did see, um, it seemed better than the VGAs were in the previous years, but it was still uh, like corporate-y kind of bullshit for most of it. Um, I really appreciated that they showed some love to uh, uh what was her name? Her and her husband. They, uh, I think they were the ones that made King's Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, um. Roberta Williams. Okay, yes. that's what I thought. I knew it was Roberta something. Uh, they showed some love to Roberta Williams and her husband, Ken Williams, uh, who worked on games like Phantasmagoria, the King's Quest series, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really, really, really good of them to do that. Uh, I oh, liked that, cool that Total Biscuit won his award. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they showed some more love to YouTube personalities in general. They had uh, Boogie2988 on there as well doing a presentation, and that was great. It, it wasn't – it was actually people that have things to do with video games instead of, here's Aisha Tyler. Isn't this impressive that she's a gamer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um – definitely got a much better vibe i never really i i guess i have to preface this by saying to be fair i didn't ever watch like the spike game awards and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah i never watched those much but from what little i did see i felt like they tried to take too much of a slant of here are all these pop culture 
yeah, games are hip, guys. Yeah. Aren't cool. It was like, no, just stop that. That was the VGA. <laughs> yes. This year for the TGAs, they dropped a lot of that. They, not they really did. But it, for the most part. Right. Yeah. Not, yeah. I agree. Not entirely, but it was much better than seeing like fucking people like Ashton Kutcher talking about like how it's awesome <laughs> to be a gamer or something like that. Uh, there were a few in some in some places i feel like they maybe went a little bit too far and i was like what the fuck is this person doing on stage but uh like overall i thought they like had a much better balance of okay this is what the video gaming scene is actually like uh and i i get the kind of i get what you said about the corporate stuff too like it did get a little bit corporate at some parts but at the same time i felt I gave them a lot of leeway as far as that goes because this was an online streamed thing. They didn't have just regular yeah. commercials. They needed some way to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. So I can let that slide. It didn't bother me as much. It just like some of the awards. It felt like uh, like Dragon Age Inquisition winning Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. It was like, what really, really that game? Okay, if you say so. Well, I it, it felt like. They were giving it that award because they were supposed to or something, because it was the big AAA that had just come out, and eh, I always hate it when stuff like that happens. I didn't care for that as much. I, I felt like the uh, the panel of, of the judges was – they had, I, I feel like it was pretty respectable, and they had a good variety, and the people who were on there seemed like – they had people who knew what they were talking about. I, I didn't – I, I can't I, I I don't fault them for that as that so much, um, sure. but yeah. So let's let's just go through the list real quick and just I'll just just yell out what they what everything won. So game of the year, as you said, Blake was Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, I've heard great things about it. I haven't mm-hmm. played it. It doesn't particularly sound like a game that I'm interested in playing, but whatever. Uh, it beat out Hearthstone, Shadow of Mortar, Dark Souls Two, and Bayonetta Two. That's really surprising. What is the category based on? It's this is just game of the year. Okay, who picks it? Like, is it like? It's it's got like a lot of uh, game game like game critics, like game reviewers and that kind of stuff from various outlets. Okay. Um, I haven't. I've only played Hearthstone actually out of all these. I kind of probably would have <laughs> wanted Dark Souls two to win. I would have. Dark Souls two was all right. And I guess between all of those, I would go with Bayonetta 2. Yeah. Um, developer of the year was Nintendo. Really? That one was a little bit of a stretch, I feel like. But I can also really? I can Who would you have put up against them to win? I don't know. I can see why they won. Like I. Blizzard? Are you like I, Blizzard? This is gonna get you. From, is that a considered developer? Blizzard was uh, was one of the Blizzard. Yeah. Blizzard Are you Warlords of Draenor is doing Super Mario 3D Red World, Mario Which Kart I actually 8, started playing yesterday. Bayonetta this, 2. New Smash Brothers came out, yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, I just I feel like Blizzard should. I don't know. I I guess I guess I take that back. N- Nintendo. I I feel like they sort of. Got lucky, and then in that this was this happened to be the year that a ton of big Nintendo games came out that aren't, and I feel like they're gonna there's gonna be sort of a drought in the next few years maybe. But I guess I, guess I don't I know can. about that. I mean, they're already talking about Zelda U that's coming out next year. Well, that's true. That's gonna we'll be see. huge. Maybe I'm just wrong and a bad person. And uh, continued content patches for some of their games. Uh, there is Mario Kart 8 DLC coming. 
uh, Hyrule Warriors DLC coming, which was developed by Koei. Uh, and there's supposed to be some stuff coming for Super Smash Brothers. Uh, Mewtwo is going to be coming out, but I don't know if that's going to be DLC or if it's only for people that own both versions of the game or what. And it kind of sounds like they don't have anything planned beyond that for Smash. I guess I, I guess I probably take it back. I can, I guess I can see. I guess it's Nintendo. I guess it's really not surprising that they won. I personally would have liked to see Telltale to win. Of course, that's uh, that's for, my thing. For what? Taking too long to release The Wolf Among Us? No, for releasing The Wolf Among Us, which was a good game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they took too long with it, definitely. But I mean, but if you're if we're counting things that they did wrong, Nintendo, they're a fucking stupid company. Like they literally uh, have the, the only console that's worth spending money on right now. In my the opinion. shit that they say though, it's so and fucking the other stupid. shit that they've done. Like they've given blanket permission to use their IPs in remakes and stuff. Well, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Well. They did good things too. Telltale had a few screw-ups here and there. They also released some badass stuff. One thing that you've mentioned, The Wolf Among Us. That's all they had. Walking Dead Two and Walking Dead Season Two. I don't. Eh. You and your point and click. I'm just, exactly. I mean, I'm just saying that's, that's that's like for me. The reason I think Nintendo completely wins it is because they they made the Wii U the only system worth owning right now. Uh, the PS4 and the Xbox One do not have what exclusives. What about Destiny? <laughs> what about my nuts? Oh, wow. Jay, he just got Hello? slammed. Friggin' Destiny, get out of here! With that I am. Oh, I am playing it. My roommates play it. It like, seems like me, an okay game, but I, uh, it's not a system seller for me. The Wii U has Smash Brothers. It's got Super Mario 3D World. It's got Bayonetta 2. It has so many exclusives that the other two systems cannot even compete with it right now. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is, yeah, that's true. If you like that kind of stuff. For me, I just like the stuff that Telltale does better than than any of the stuff that Nintendo does. Like well, you can like it, but I mean, that's that's, that's different from... That's what I'm saying. Completely quality. I think you found a, a soft spot with Blake. <laughs> Telltale as a company of the year? No. No. doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, did you guys hear about the new Telltale news that came out today? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, kill me now. Th- this <laughs> is why they didn't win, okay? This is why. I can agree with you on that. You want to break the news to Jay? Telltale is going to be releasing a a, a Minecraft oh. Telltale game. All right, yeah, you lose, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Tales of Minecraft. Are they actually calling it that, by the way? I'm not sure, but on the Reddit right. thread for this, I posted a link to uh, Luke Skywalker yelling, "No, <laughs> that's not, not true." The, am I the one who feels that's like Minecraft? Impossible. I feel like anybody I know who's like really into Minecraft is the weirdest person I know. Like every person I know that's really into Minecraft are people that I avoid unless it's like special occasions where I have to. See them. <laughs> right. What I know saying? a few people that are really cool, but it's <laughs> um, funny. Oh, that. Oh, where do you even go with a Minecraft story? Right up your ass. That's what I'm uh, <laughs> just the strangest thing I can imagine. Let's move on, because I don't want to think about it anymore. Indeed. 
Best indie game. Oh, no God. surprise here. Shovel Knight. Yeah. Uh, best mobile game, Hearthstone. Best it was only out for iOS. What? How's that even possible? What? It was only out for iOS. What are you talking about? The Hearthstone? It was only out for iOS until like a couple days ago. Okay. How did it win that award? Best mobile game? Yeah. iOS is a mobile platform. Yeah. yeah, I know, but I'm saying I figured it would have been a game that's on both of them, like Clash of Clans or something. Clash of Clans is like the biggest game of the year. There, you know there are more than two mobile platforms, right? Well, yeah, but I know, but I mean, if it's on iOS, that's limited to how many phones? Like six, seven phones versus Android, which is this like... This was a mobile game, and they're saying it was better than other mobile games that were... I know, but if you said mobile games for iOS only, it just surprises me that it's not a game that's on both of them, like both platforms, like the two biggest ones. All right. Does that make sense? No. Jesus. Okay, so it just seems anyway, like no, I understand you're, you're, what you're saying. Like you're cutting I'm the saying your half. argument doesn't make sense. I understand. How does it not? You're cutting the market. Like I, I'm actually curious what the market is, but I'm assuming it's like in half, pretty much. Who gives a fuck? They're talking about which game's the best. All right. As narrative was Valiant Hearts: The Great War, which I actually hadn't heard of, but I'm really interested in this game now. Uh, I heard of it. I heard of it from E3 earlier this year. And uh, I don't know anything about it. I know one person that played it, and I never heard any opinion from him about it. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I checked out the trailer on Steam, and it re- it looks really good. Do you have the runners up for that category? Uh, no, I can pull them up though. Okay. Uh, um, Jay, one? why don't you tell us what you think the best score was? Best score. This oh, confused me too. I I have no idea. Are you kidding me? I don't, it's a game that you probably have the most respect for of any game that came out this year. It was no Destiny. I didn't play Destiny. What the hell are you talking about? That's a joke. It was, oh, it was okay. a joke. I was, I, was, I was trying to make a joke. I have, I have no idea. Destiny. Funny joke. Uh, so best narrative. The other nom- wait, it actually was Destiny though. Yeah. yeah Destiny got oh, okay. Um, other nominees for best narrative were South Park: The Stick of Truth. The Walking Dead Season 2, The Wolf Among Us, and... Hold on, my browser's screwed up. I can't see what this last game was. It looks like Wolfenstein. Wait, what? Okay. I need to play that sometime. The new Wolfenstein? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, it looks like Wolfenstein, but like I said, this is fucking up, so... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. You can say it out loud. You want to say it? I just feel like this list sucks balls. <laughs> I, every time I like look at these things at the end of the year, I'm like, who did they just like put names into a hat and pick them out? Like, I, I don't know. I just I really wish I would, there was like some explanation for some of them. Wait, I don't see how you like. Okay, so some of them definitely make sense. List, so. Your own opinions aside, do you, you don't understand how people would nominate Walking Dead or Wolf Among Us specifically? I never played Wolf Walking or uh, Wolf Among Us, but I know Walking Dead was really <laughs> Wolf of Walking. Just, just keep going through the list. Keep okay, alright. So, so Valiant Hearts, The Great War won Best Narrative. Based on what I've seen, I can easily believe that. Um, best Performance, so like this is like voice acting basically, was Trey Parker who did uh, various characters' voices in South Park, The Stick of Truth. Uh, games for Change category, which I don't do you know what this even is, Blake? I have no idea. What are the games in it? I think it's games that, like, did something new. Okay. Um, that's the best that I could figure out. The winner was uh, Valiant Hearts The Great War. All right. The other nominees were Mountain, 
Have you heard of that game? No. <laughs> it's you literally watch a mountain floating in space spin around and grow trees and stuff. That's the best game ever. Uh, I actually own it and I played it for about. I'm sorry. I played it for 45 seconds. I got my good. I got my 99 cents worth out of it. Okay. Wow. Okay. If you uh, say so. Other nominees in this category were Never Alone, The Last of Us, Left Behind, This War of Mine, which I kind of been interested in. And this war of mine sounds really good. Everybody yeah. loves it. It seems like um, I don't know between those. I I guess it's because it, those all sound like narrative driven kind of things, except for mountain. I don't know what Last of Us does that I would say is different. I don't know either. Whatever. That's why I was kind of confused by this category because I didn't see them like talk, do this one, so I didn't hear them talk about it or anything. So I'm not really sure what it is. Uh, yeah. Best remaster GTA Five. Uh, for uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Do you not like GTA 5? No, I'm fine with GTA 5. I'm pissed off that there's a cat- category for best remaster. Oh. <laughs> what a joke. Um, Best shooter? I was kind of surprised by this one. Far Cry 4. Oh, my buddy's playing there now. He said it's really good. Yeah, I don't know of any great shooters that came out this year. I've heard okay Destiny. Oh, come on. That's Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I heard the game yeah. sucks donkey dick. I heard it's like oh, it's like a crossover between Call of Duty and uh, what's the game where you have like the mobile suits and Titanfall. you jump around? Titanfall. Yeah, I've heard lots of bad things. I heard it was pretty good. I've, Titanfall I've, or Call of Duty? Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Okay. Yeah, actually, Most I, whatever, yeah. I, heard that, I actually heard also that, that, that they did a really good job with this one. Yeah, it was like the first Call of Duty game that a lot of people I know have wanted to play in years. Just yeah. wait till, till the next Borderlands comes out. Mm-hmm. Or not next Borderlands, sorry, the next um, Fallout. Well, that's not great a series. That's fucking not great really series. It's an FPS, like, I mean, technically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Best action adventure, Shadow of Mordor. Best RPG, Dragon Age Inquisition. Best... Yeah. <laughs> Best. I want. I want to look real quick and see what the other RPGs were. Um, best fighting game: Super Smash Brothers Wii U. Robert, did you watch that documentary with Eduardo? Who? Eduardo. Who's that? Pierre Balrog. Oh no! It's really, 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 really good. You should watch it. What's it called? Uh, Prize fight. I don't. I don't know. You could Google it. Just Google Pierre Balrog uh, documentary. It just came out a couple days ago. Okay. It's really good. I'll check it out. You see Eduardo's laugh, which just like any time that I'm with him and he laughs, I start laughing. Nice. You have to laugh when he laughs. It's just too ridiculous. <laughs> uh, best family game Mario Kart 8. Best, really? Yep. Best sports slash racing game Mario Kart 8. What the other? Family. Really? What were the other nominees for that one? I'm looking family game. Family games were Disney Infinity 2.0, Fantasia Music Evolved. Uh, Skylanders, Trap Team, and uh, some Wii game. I again, my browser's messing up on the very last one of these on each category. It looks like it's there's a sign in the background of the screenshot that says Rap Battle, but I don't know if that's what the game is called. Uh, the sports slash racing ones were uh, FIFA 15, Forza Horizon 2, NBA 2K15, and some guy on a motorcycle doing a crazy ass. Our FIFA's really good, but you're competing with Mario Kart, you're not going to win. Yeah. Best online experience, Destiny. That really surprised really? me. Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. That seems like the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, is, seems... is this consoles or 
It's, every, it's everything. That really, that seems like not true at all. There's no possible <laughs> way. Because I've heard there's a lot of issues with it, especially the first yeah, couple weeks. Yeah, That's I don't... a real surprise. It, it was there was a shit ton of issues. And they, you know what the best part is? They didn't do anything afterwards. They just fixed it. And they didn't really like say, like... Like, okay, Blizzard... Oh, wait, what? They didn't like, do anything, they just fixed it? Okay, so, so Blizzard, was probably Blizzard with, with World of the Draenor, there was massive queue times when it came out, like, really bad, like, a couple hours at least. And then, like, a couple days later, they fixed the queue times, and they gave everybody, like, 72 hours of free game time. Like, just because there was so much bullshit for the first couple days. I didn't hear that Destiny did anything like that. Yeah. That okay. seems like complete bull... That's, yeah, there you go. There's a prime example. I'm not... I know you're not arguing with me. I'm just saying. I just lists like this just weird me out. Like, I'm no, like, I'm just. I was just gonna say I'm not like a destiny. Like I'm not the target they're going for. So I, it's. I mean, it doesn't Fox sound like. I mean, they both play it every day when they come home. It definitely does not sound like anything I'm interested in. But so I wasn't this supposed to be a quick talk about the so. TGAs? Fans' Choice Awards. There were a few categories here. Most anticipated game. Witcher three. Dragon Age. Witcher Hell 3. yeah, Witcher three. Oh, uh, Witcher, really? That's cool. That's a good series. Yeah. Um, eSports Player of the Year. Polt. Jadon. Probably somebody, probably some Minecraft player watch. Fatality. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's going to be something fucking ridiculous. I just know it. <laughs> Nade Shot Hag. There you go. Call of Duty. Yep, there you Literally go. Literally who? This is a console list. I'm just going to say this right now. That's why this list doesn't make sense to me. Well, I just know it. There's just too much of an influence They've on got Dota, League of Legends, I know. Hearthstone. But, but the, like, I just feel like any of these, these awards for video games, most of the time it feels like it's heavily influencing consoles, like more than PC. Like that, just, that, that alone makes no sense. That's another thing that's hard for me to say whether I agree or not because I don't play many console games. I mostly look play. at how big Call of Duty's esports scene is compared to every other esports scene. And then that's all you need to know for that. Like, just think about that. Because Call of Duty's esports scene is dick compared to every other scene. Like, it's. Oh, yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. There you go. I, I gotcha. Now this list makes sense. Esports team <laughs> of the year. Anybody want to give it a shot? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with EG's Call of Duty team. <laughs> TSM? No, Ninjas and Pyjamas. Nip, really? Pajamas? Wow. Really? Uh, really? Counter Strike Global Offensive. Yeah, CSGO. But they didn't even win the tournament. They lost. They lost the biggest tournament of the year. That's so funny. They are a really big organization, but only in CSGO. Um, Evil Genius's Dota 2 team was nominated, but not any of their other... That's surprising. I figured their COD team would. Yeah, NFT is um, supposedly like the first or second best call, call CSGO team. The CSGO tournament had 615,000 viewers this year. Yeah, it was pretty big. big. <laughs> Trending Gamer. Jay, you, you got this one. Uh, Trending gamer? What does that mean? Uh, a gamer who's like, do people really like this year? I guess. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, what's his name, the WoW player, Blake. Yeah. Tell him. Um, is it me? It was Blake. Yes. No, that's next so, year. If it was Pootie Pie or something, I swear. I'm thinking either Pootie Pie or I can't think of his name. Total Biscuit. Uh, two more. No, one more. <laughs> Best fan creation. Twitch, uh, plays, Twitch plays Pokemon. Oh, God. I, How about I, Fish I plays Pokemon? That. that was hilarious. <laughs> Fish uh, plays Pokemon, man. I watched it for like fucking 30 minutes. I was like, this is so stupid. Blake, you don't what happened to that? About, it already died. Damn. You don't sound too happy about Twitch plays Pokemon, no, Blake. No, I'm not. No? 
You didn't like that? That was cancer in a nutshell right there. I thought it was awesome. It was cool for like five fucking minutes, but there were people watching it for like a week. I'm kind of sad that... people watching it for months. (laughs) One of the nominees was the Luigi Death Stare meme. (laughs) (laughs) I really kind of disappointed that that didn't win. But I'm happy with uh, Twitch Plays Pokemon 2. That, that was a good one. That, that is like, like if somebody had never been in esports, I want to show it to them and be like, this is esports. Twitch plays Pokemon. Twitch plays Pokemon. <laughs> and that's it for the, for the Game Awards. Yay. I was they should honestly split it between console and PCs next year. They really should. I'm not just, I'm being serious. I don't think that sounds like a good idea, but I will say that they did a pretty good job and I would watch this again. As opposed to the Spike Video Game Awards. The Spike Video Game Awards, yeah, they suck. I remember watching that and I was like, I have never played any of these games, and how are these on the top of the list? <laughs> I think All I right. watched the year that Final Fantasy X came out. No. Yeah, was it? Yeah, uh, and I that, was like, it didn't get mentioned. That was or it didn't work, I think. I was really upset. I think it was Final Fantasy X. Anyway. Anything else, or should we wrap this up? Wrap it up, boys! All right. Follow us on Twitter, Class Gamescast. Check out our website, ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Most importantly, send us an email, mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. See if you can send one that's as awesome as the one that Ben sent, or as awesome as that one that guy sent like three months ago where he basically told us how awesome we are. <laughs> that was a good one. You're a good one. It's a very good one, yes. But we need emails. Tell all your friends to listen to the Classic Gaming Podcast as well. And tell them to send us emails after they've done so. But tell them to skip like the first ten episodes. Because I was listening to some of those this week. And a little bit of those are... Some of those are a little bit rough. I blame Robert for his Uh, two-hour about Kingdom Hearts. Also, leave us amazing reviews on the iTunes store. Just go. It only takes like five minutes. It only takes like two seconds to click that five star. All right? You got time. You got time for it, I promise. <laughs> and then I promise, baby. <laughs> and we'll uh, if you if you leave a written review, we'll read it on the air, even if you talk about how shitty we are, because we've done that before. And I think that actually does it this time. Thank God. Thank you all for listening. Is there anything I'm leaving out? Or are we good to go? Horses. Horses. All right, we'll talk about horses next time. Okay. Sorry, Jay, we don't have time for horses this time. Up, girl. Okay. See you guys next week. Have a good... Oh, yeah, have a good Christmas. Holiday. Holiday. There you go. You're eating so many of our, our listeners. You can't do that. I, I don't know what the... Uh, PC. Happy holidays. PC. Jesus, come on. Happy holidays and a fantastic beginning of the new calendar. Wow, that was terrible, but anyways... See y'all in a few weeks.